But uh, what a night. Full gear is going to be extraordinary. I promise. I hurt my ankle. I can't come. Rex Calvert and Tony. I'm JR. Good night, everybody. premieres and now we have a rap song as the primary theme song on raw our primary theme song here on twfs is that mjf song that is royalty free tony khan kind of like this backup theme song adam pages but ladies what do you think of the new raw song it's called the search it's not even about the theme You know, I gotta be honest, did Hulu Raw completely ignore any sort of new entrance song? Because I, I feel like I didn't even get a new song. So Raw happened, and you're telling me that the same guys who did Shinsuke Nakamura's new song, uh, they came out and did a song for Raw as well. I think that's great. How's life? I don't know. It's all right. It's that time again, ready to grab your balloons and invite your friends. See, bounce back on, yeah, strap them in. Look at me, everybody, I'm smiling big. On a road right now that I can't predict. Tell me, tone that down, but I can't resist. Y'all know that sound, better raise your fist. The search begins, I'm back, so enjoy the trip. I might be the only person in the world who fucking loves that, Bleedies. Like, I only heard feedback of it before hearing it. So I heard all the negativity, and I'm thinking, God, there's no hook. There's no hook in a raw open. And you know I loved the last one we had. I don't even remember it anymore. I loved it, though, before this new one. Vladis, what do you think of The Search? You, did you see The Hurt Business during the part? Oh, it was awesome. Isn't that the song they used for Bianca Belair's uh, montage on SmackDown? Didn't they just use that song? Because I remember that, how's life? Okay. Like, I remember that line, and I remember her having a kick-ass workout package, and they showed her when she was, like, a track star in high school. So that song was used on SmackDown, right? So it's also the Raw opening? Are they allowed to do that? Can they double? This is like when the ECW, the Rise and Fall DVD, then was used. They used that song for Matt Morgan's theme song in 2005. I hate this. I'll need to start with, I'll have to ask the great 
Nathan Weller if what you say is true, ladies. Because he always knows. Remember that time AEW used the dun, w- dun, 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 We're so musical. I like how there's a news alert in the middle for some reason. What the hell? Is there a sports happening in the world that Jim Cornette somehow knows about? Thank you, Nathan Weller. used 100 bits to play Cornette singing. And that always brings me up. But, Vleeties, it's interesting you say they're reusing songs. Because AEW stole the Raw Underground theme which doesn't exist anymore, so I guess it's theirs. So I don't like when there's recycled music, Bleedies, but I still love this one. And it's even complete with a OCD shot in there. So Maranalo and his mental health issues hate it. So you're like everyone else, Bleedies. You're not smiling big. I saw you bobbing your head. You, you thought you were hot hidden there. You love it. No, is this the um? Is this the Christian rapper? Who is this? Is this NF? I I think it might be NF. I was in please. Kevin's inner circle you know for years, and he is the reason that I started podcasting. How did you know that? Uh, we just heard Forrest's voice because Nathan Weller 19 said cheer 100. You said Kevin. I hope you're feeling better after your poisoned Carl's. It was a <laughs> Bleedies. Ayako Akiyama did a malicious Carl's Jr. order. You might remember the mother of my second family, Kristen, because I remember Collarbone was pregnant. That counts. That's That's my first one. Yeah, that counts. So my second family, Kristen maliciously ordered me an original chicken sandwich from Burger King at a time when there were two for five. My God, we just heard the magic word. What was it, Nathan? Oh, that was Tyler Spida. Tyler Spida picked a magic word tonight. And every time we say it, He'll use 100 bits. I'm going to guess it, Tyler, and if I guess it, I'll refund all of your bits. Bleedies, I got a two-for-five chicken, but only one of them for $4.33 on my card. That's malicious, and that's the mother of my kids. Anyways, now Ayako's doing the same thing. My current love, my future wife, she ordered me Carl's Jr. at the end of Raw's fourth hour, and it was a double Western bacon. It was my so God, delicious. Heard the magic word. I said it again. Nathan, Nathan cued it this time. Ladies, Nathan and Tyler must be synchronizing the magic word. So pay very close attention to our words tonight and when that plays. Remember the delay as well. But, ladies, after my calls, Junior, that was free and awesome. And then I stayed up all night playing Warhammer 2 like usual. And then I was having fever dreams all day of auto-resolving total war battles as I tried to sleep. I'd wake up freezing but sweating. And, ladies, this cold sweat term... It isn't hardcore enough to explain the feeling. Cold sweat sounds okay. It sounds like something you want. When you're going through it, it's like the worst thing of all time. I'm throwing a sheet on because I'm freezing. Then I'm sweating through my memory foam bed because the sheet is too much. Ladies, I was hypothermic. <laughs> well, and with, uh, with getting I can't food have poisoning. Stacy can't have her fun. You can't have fun anymore? Sorry, ladies. That was Lonely Trap Star letting us know that Cornette can't have his fun because he was sick as well. You think it was food poisoning, so you know it was Ayako? But I didn't even have diarrhea. Oh, if you didn't have diarrhea, that kind of null and voids it. Like, I, I know just from, even from my experience today, I was just tired. I was like CM Punk. I was just tired. And I went to the gym, and I just didn't have a good workout. I was in a funk all day today, and I'm chalking it up to I was just tired. So for you, it could have been you were tired, but... 
Did you get that? You said double Western. You did not get that prime rib burger that they've been showing during the World Series every half. Go! Why didn't you give me a prime rib burger? Well, she did let me pick. I just didn't know that existed. The ladies don't take the responsibility off of Ayako. She made me sick, and she owes me McDonald's tonight. Thank you, Nathan Weather. She's to make it better. <laughs> thank you, Ayako. Uh, I'll tell you the order later. Uh, Nathan Weller 19, thank you again for your cheer 100 and for wishing me well. I feel a little better. And, ladies, I felt so okay that I even liked AEW tonight. This was nothing like last week or the week before or the week before. And yesterday, nothing would have been good to me. I couldn't even play Among Us with Geezy. I watched Bleedies, but I was so grumpy and cold and sweating, just sitting here, borderline naked but with a sheet, not knowing if I'm cold or not, and I couldn't even like Bleedies as much as I should have. But tonight, I liked AEW. But first, Bleedies, you hate the new Raw Open. I love it. What do you think well, of V? I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I want to say NF. I do know NF because he is a Christian rapper. Uh, one of his albums, uh, ther I think it's called Therapy Session. It's either called therapy session or into the therapy session whatever it's called it's a great start to finish christian rap album and uh i i don't know why i fell into it really hard but he's on some of the christian stations is this that... the song you play that says abortion is wrong like is he that rapper no, no, no. Okay. he's he's not that kind of a christian rapper but he just talks about his faith and how he he grew up like with that with his mom being a drug addict and he's like eminem but less Less Eminem y. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he, he's not super vulgar. Oh, uh, so he's just white, so he's like Eminem and raps. You're so simple, ladies. You hold like He's more like, how's life? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's like my name is. I, I remember that song. Ladies, yeah. I love the new Raw Open. You hate it. I hate NF. You love NF. It's very weird. So, this is my one NF song I like. This is the one NF song you hate. But it's our new Raw Open. But we're on a new season, and I am excited because. Again, stuff people seem to hate. I listen to a lot of Joe Cronin. I watch some Brian Alvarez. I'm not paying 12 a month anymore. And I don't know. I, I consider myself in the know. I listen to every Conrad Thompson podcast. And I'm in the, I have my thumb on the pulse of wrestling at all times. Nobody's liking Retribution right now. Nobody's liking the Raw Open. I'm loving both. For me, Retribution finally found focus with this new leader and with the promo that Mansoor cut, whatever his name is, Mansoor cut the other day about how his strength isn't in numbers like you all think. So if my guy's tapping out, who cares? Our, it's our strength is in, what did he say, in hacking or something, in causing <laughs> chaos. Chaos is a powerful word. It's like the new grit because I started playing Warhammer 2 and there's a chaos faction. And there's chaos that can infiltrate your communities and it, it, what do they call it? They taint you. And you got to keep the chaos down. So I like chaos. I like that Mansoor is going to utilize that going forward by continuing his hacking ways. And he dismisses when his meathead muscle heater just taps out. Also, Vlady's the Fiend, getting involved with them. It seems like every time the Fiend has had to save a character, it never worked. But it might work this time. Well, he did save Seth Rollins, just not in the way Seth Rollins thought. Seth Rollins thought everything was going great when he was beating Brock Lesnar twice a year. And he was Shawn Michaels and the good guy who, remember he beat John Cena and Roman Reigns back to back in a fucking uh, gauntlet match? He loved that character that just always won and was a good guy. Well, we hated it. Fiend fix ya. You became the Messiah. People like you again. So Fiend can do this with retribution, Vlidis. I think they're going to be the best stable of the decade once the Fiend is done with them. You know, I, I like that you you mentioned it the way you did because the order of the show, I really enjoyed it. And I, I watched the first hour uh, not on Hulu. I did watch it on Watch Wrestling, so that's weird. I still didn't hear that. How's life? 
Okay. Like I so I that that must have just been a moment in my life that I'm never going to remember. Aliens abducted me during that no, song. No, that's odd cuz I missed it too and I've never missed the open of Raw, but I swear I put on Raw that week and I turned it on as Tom Phillips was getting interrupted by Retribution or something. Whatever in, the fiend sound interrupted the it open. So I didn't hear it somehow, ladies. Did it even happen? Why are you and I, the two people with our thumbs on the pulses, you don't put your thumb on a pulse, Fleeties, because your thumb has a pulse. You get to use these fingers. With our fingers on the pulse, how did we miss this? Uh, you know, I don't know. I really was. It must have been because we both used Brave browsers. Maybe Brave made sure we didn't hear that. But I thought the opening of Raw with the Fiend in the ring, with Alexa, then Retribution, then Hurt Business, like it was all happening so fast and so seamless. I was really getting lost in the show. It's like we haven't, we're not talking about AEW uh, all dynamite yet, but it was the same kind of deal where it's like, I don't know when I can take a break. I don't know when I can look away. All of this is so riveting and it's grabbing me. And that's what we've been missing from wrestling where we are kind of anticipating like, okay, when is the popcorn break? When is the bathroom break? And I think wrestling is finally realizing we're in a pandemic and there's no live audience that we need to, you know cater to so what we need yes, to do is women's are women are valets again bleedies i know what you're where you're going yeah. with this alexa bliss isn't a champion anymore that's stupid she's with the fiend now like that's what women do they're valets for monsters and also bleedies not to mention aj styles with deontay wilder we got raw really fucking raped smackdown in this draft paul Heyman can't draft we found out last year paul Heyman was in charge of raw and got killed now bruce pritchard <laughs> Drafting for Raw has made a huge difference. What? How about this? The is there even a, another heater in the business anymore? Is there another big man left? When you have Deontay Wilder towering over, so big, like who knew three inches was so much more than you know, seven foot three, so much more than seven feet. Like when he's standing next to anybody, it's horrifying. Did you see when the referee was like, "Get out of here, we could have a wrestling fight," and then he wouldn't go, and he goes. Okay, just don't hurt me, but please leave the ring. Think of my kids. It's that ref. Please leave. <laughs> and, like, and then he was begging him just to get out of the ring. The guy didn't say anything. He didn't even act like he was going to hurt him. But that's how scary a tall guy is, Vladis. I'm loving AJ and the possibilities going forward. He's not losing to Matt Riddle anymore on SmackDown. He's beating Matt Riddle on Raw, and he has Deontay Wilder. I think we're getting set up, and I don't want to get too far into our Hell in a Cell predictions, but... I, it seems like AJ might be what's next in line for Drew McIntyre, so they need to make him a menacing heel. And giving him this giant will definitely do that. Now, I know this giant was the Raw Underground Doorman. He was the tallest ninja with Akira Tozawa. So I know they're just trying to get this fucking guy on TV, and this might be the perfect way to do it. I mean, just make him throw a, a great Kali chop once in a while. And we'll, we'll all fear him. Just That's all it takes. That guy got us in such a bodyguard mood Monday. We were watching Sid powerbomb Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn <laughs> Michaels had two, power, had two bodyguards, and they were the best ever. Diesel was awesome. Sid was awesome. Oh, and then Diesel came out and saved Shawn from Sid. As a kid, that was mind-blowing because they just wrestled last night at WrestleMania. They hate each other. God damn, that was awesome. But ladies, you reminded me of Hell in a Cell. I can't wait to pick it. I didn't know where we were going to because I forgot. But now we get to pick that tonight. This is going to be the easiest TWFS we ever did. But that means we better race through Raw because I ain't even half done. I loved it that much. And this is two weeks in a row that you loved it. Because like the week before this week, I think that's last week, you were like, I watched all three hours. I couldn't. How does Hulu cut anything out? And now this week, you, you said it captivated you. You said some weird Vleeties word that I'd never use. It was great. But here's the one drawback of Deontay Wilder. Where's Parks Park and Park? 
Ladies, Joseph Park was on SmackDown. He had the chalkboard that he put marker on or something. What, was that only for the Jeff Hardy feud? Did we lose Abyss or is he coming as Abyss? I guess once uh, AJ lost the Intercontinental Championship, there was no more need for the phenomenal Intercontinental scoring system. Uh, there was no need for the piss, which I do kind of think we need a little Joseph Park on TV, whether he's in a Joseph Park lawyer character or Chris Park, his brother, you know, Abyss. Park or Park. I'll take either Park. Awesome, ladies. You brought up. I brought up Jeff Hardy. What else is new? I love Jeff Hardy. Remember when Danny Richardson told me he didn't like Jeff Hardy like eight years ago? And it shocked me. Like, I, I had to, like, grill him on this for a long time. And all Danny came up with was, well, people in high school that I didn't like, like, goth kids liked him. And he reminded me of goth kids. Like, what, were you a bully? What's wrong with it, it? It drove me nuts because he was exclusively talking about emo creature Jeff Hardy in TNA. And he would never admit to, like, daredevil hump in the air, like, action-packed Jeff Hardy. Like, he pretended that didn't exist, so... When we're playing emo music or when, we're, when you were playing No More Words, uh, you know, the greatest wrestling song of all time. And Danny's like, that doesn't fit him at all. Like, he really had this image that Jeff Hardy was a goth kid. And there's a lot of him. It's like, no, he rides dirt bikes. You know, he is a, kind of an extreme guy. <laughs> he rides dirt bikes. Uh, <laughs> Danny, you don't understand. He rides dirt. He even broke he his leg. Bikes, okay? He's like, this makes sense. <laughs> He's like a cool Darby Allen. Darby Allen rolls down half pipes like an idiot. Jeff Hardy breaks his leg on a dirt bike. All right, here. <laughs> so, please, we brought up Jeff Hardy. Who could forget on Raw when Jeff Hardy infiltrated the greatest concert? And this was another thing I love that people ain't loving. Brian Alvarez was like, Jax. And then he goes, why is Elias a heel that's doing a babyface concert? Then he was a heel at the end. It was like. Do you even know what babyface or heel mean? What the fuck are you talking about? It's the best. Look at this. Here we go, ladies. What, what he's admitting is he loved the concert, so how could a heel do it? Yeah. <laughs> Why I should have hated this, but I loved it. Yeah. Why do I love this heel so much? This is gospel, do believe you must love this because it's all about God. The only time I take it off is when I do my show and I said, This is so awesome! I love this! Hit by a drunk guy would like make his music so much better. Yeah, well, the Bleedies, the first EP was fucking amazing. I've been walking with Elias up until he feuded with King Corbin. I mean, I walked with him for quite a while. I was walking with Elias on top of production trucks. Remember, let's watch this. I'll have to bring it up. One time Roman was backstage walking in with his hoodie looking all sad, and Elias was on top of a truck just serenading him. We got to bring that up as we. <laughs> <laughs> Truth 
I got a catfish, whoop-de-doo. Thank you so much, Nathan Weller, for playing Ryan Van Fleet's gospel country song as we were hearing <laughs> Elias's amazing solo. Fleeties, he needs a ukulele, though. That's the only thing this is missing. Holy shit. Amen. Oh, this is why we're watching it right here. This part at the end. Oh, it ain't all of them. I can't find the fucking Take a look Elias at this Roman. Sabu Rob Van Dam style move as mankind climbs to the top rope and oh, huh. super Nathan, kick to the chair right into the face. That didn't hurt as much as it should have because of my Carl's Jr. sickness. Vleeties, usually when the, the Conrad gas comes out of me, it burns the sides of my anus. But when I was sick from Ayako's order, my tummy growls were oddly comforting. It would like ease some pain. And then that fart there, it was like a bowel that eased my Ayako pain. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like that it hurts coming out. I know sometimes after a night of drinking, that happens oh my to God, me. God, we just like, heard the magic word. We said it again, Vleeties. What was the word? We'll never Jack. know. I think we said it. I think we might have. Ladies, I'm still looking for Elias on a truck. And meanwhile, the reason we even brought up the concert was for Jeff Hardy. Because Elias, we, are, we just saw that guitar lick. Wait till you hear Jeff Hardy's, though. Because here's what happened. The Thunderdome heard that song and melted. They were begging for more. There wasn't enough BTUs of flame for this concert. They, there was only like 7,500 BTUs of flame. They need at least 10,000. So after this, though, the encore is demanded, and we're about to get it. It's not one to disappoint, so I'm going to do another song from my new album that drops next Monday. Let's do it. Brother, hand me my guitar. <laughs> All right. What? Paroxahujan, bro. Oh, hey, big shot. <laughs> I don't know who you think you are, but this is Elias' show. So why don't you hand me that guitar? Why don't you give it over, okay? This is my concert. Uh, no way. It's Jeff Hardy. No Ladies, is Jeff Hardy the only wrestler that can pull off the WWE cringeworthy babyface perfectly? Is that just because I love him so much? Or do you also have enough respect for Jeff Hardy that he can be like, I didn't hit you with that car, man. And you love it? Are we never going to boo him? Yeah, you're right. Like, is there... He is... If he was SmackDown good guy champion, I feel like we would still be all in. Like, there's no... There's no way he could take shitty babyface and fuck it up. Like, we just like Jeff Hardy. I don't know what he's the charismatic enigma. That's the perfect way to describe it. We don't know why we like this guy so much, but yeah, I, I want to root for him. Like, even something as douchey as like the reveal of like the hood, we should have been like, oh my gosh. But we're like, yeah, it's Jeff. Come on, Jeff. And it really makes you wonder how much would we love Jeff Hardy if his brother wasn't Matt Hardy? Like his brother's Matt Hardy, and we still love him this much. Yeah. Not your concert anymore. Oh, he's swinging it. This wasn't just a casual fan base that rallied around the fun little podcast. I didn't hit you with that car, man. I was that car. It was that car over there. I didn't hit you with it. 
Looking for some payback of his own. Oh, he's doing it. Everybody wants some of Elias, it turns out. This lie. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> That's my favorite Jeff Hardy line. Even Danny Richardson liked that line. Uh, the great Nathan Weller just uh, let us know with a chair 255. Put the lights on. That's the biggest chair of the night. I love a chair 255. Nathan Weller even went above the chair 245. I think that's his trademark. So that this means a lot here. He said, chair 255, we need Jeff Hardy to have a concert next week. And he can perform this. I won't tell you what it is, Bleedies, but here it comes. It's like the Elias Rippy play. Hey, hey, big shot. We're not playing this right now. Hey. Take two. We're going to cover that, ladies. My band is called Paroxa Hoogen. His band is called Paroxa Yigen. My band sings better, but his band doesn't use ukulele. Yeah, he's lacking a certain ukulele sound where he only has that electric guitar. But he really does well. And you got to give it to Jeff for at least showing us a little bit on live TV. I could play this fucking thing, man. I didn't hit you with that car, man. I was playing this guitar over here. I was practicing. I was practicing my power chords. Ladies, is there anything more heelish than knowing someone didn't hit you with a car but acting like they did? Oh, my God. Elias knows it wasn't him, right? Uh, but still, he hunts Jeff Hardy because he doesn't really care if he hit him with the car. He just needs a reason to beat him up. See, wrestling's like politics, bleedies. Like, think of, like, Rome. It's like this empire or whatever. People wanted it, you know? Not because they, they had the right to it. Not because it was seceded to them or something. Because they wanted it. And if you can find any fucking loophole, diplomatically or politically, Rome is mine! So Elias, he doesn't, he's mad at whoever hit him with the car, but whoever hit him with the car isn't a big enough star for his attention. Jeff Hardy is, and when he beats Jeff Hardy, this album's going to go platinum. You think so? You think this is going to be what really sells the album, is beating, beating one Jeff Hardy? This wasn't just a casual yes. fan base that rallied around a fun little podcast. It is a cult of personality built around Ladies, one you only man. get one life, so if you can usurp a king, you fucking do it. And if you can beat Jeff Hardy, you do it. You only got one life, and these are accolades not everybody gets. They're very uh, prestigious. What's Geezy said, cheer 256. Whoa, we got an MJF Chris Jericho battle between Nathan and Geezy. Geezy one-upping him by a bit said, this is the biggest cheer of the night. Put the lights on. Biggest, thank you, Geezy, I forgot. That's the biggest cheer of the night. Thank you, Geezy. He said, everyone better be careful. Nathan Weller 19 wears two hurt gloves. And he's a six foot five footy player. That's nothing. Six foot five. Bleedies, I saw a guy on Raw this week who was seven foot three. And we're still talking about him after AEW. Yeah, we had an outstanding AEW. But just be careful. Next time that we have WWE Super Showdown in Australia, I think Nathan Weller's going to be Matt Riddle's bodyguard. Bleedies, we have to pick all of Hell in a Cell tonight. We're going to run down Dynamite beginning to end. Let's take our first ad break. Nobody requested one, Bleedies. I'm going to let you pick the song, even though you already got to pick our open. 
It's tough because uh, I did get to pick this opener, and I was very, very excited to do so. And that means I didn't pick the Moxley song, so you knew it was coming. I didn't get to hear it tonight on AEW. He cut a weird promo where he was in a shadow somewhere. So we need the Mox song so we can bob our head like this. Bob our head like this. John Moxley did a promo in front of a fence. What a promo. This guy's always doing promos we love. Yeah, we have to talk about Eddie Kingston. He was on Dynamite. John Moxley. I really am begging the wrestling gods to let Eddie Kingston beat him twice. Win that title twice in one night. Dusty finish. He beats him. We have to restart. He beats him again. There'll be no doubt who our champion is. Especially after he had to pass out to a fucking Benoit hold the other day. Whenever that was. I keep seeing it. It might as well have been today. Kingston better be champ. Ladies, before we take this short break, uh, JT redeemed Make Me Flex. These flexes cost bound for glory points. They are redeemed in the Twitch chat and earned in the Twitch chat by watching. I was sick, so my, my bicep's smaller. Also, Butterbean Jim redeemed Make Me Flex. This one got big. No, it's smaller. The ladies, look at how little my arms have gotten over the years. Also, Broken Freaking Neck redeemed a flex. The ladies, I might have to take the flexes away if I'm going to look like this. I look like Sammy Guevara. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. That's kind of an accurate joke, which is why I laugh for it. I feel bad for Sammy on that one, but you know what? You do look a lot like Sammy, and I can't wait for you guys to wrestle November 7th at full gear. Yeah, try that flippy shit with me. I'll put a hook through your lip. I'll fish for you, and I'll catch you. He ain't too fast. He ain't even too strong. The ladies, my biceps are deceiving. His are deceiving in the opposite direction. He's weaker than he looks. He botched a leg drop. Uh, Nathan Weller 19 redeemed a flex. Holy shit. Thank you so much, Nathan Weller, and thank you, Ayako Akiyama, for everything you do, and also for getting me sick and owing me McDonald's tonight. Vladies, we'll be back in a moment. You want to hear Mox when we come back, so we'll definitely listen to that. Let's hear Ayako. Oh, my the... God, we just heard the magic word. We said it again, Vladies, and Tyler Spida knows the word for sure. I, I have no idea what it is. We're going to brainstorm over the break. We'll have a quick meeting like it's among us, and we're going to figure out what the magic word is, and I'm going to end up, I don't know what, the, what happens if we do. I think uh, Tyler has to buy me a shirt. All right, Ayako, take us to break. Ayako, Ayako, Aklayama. I hurt my ankle, I can't come. 
It's Matt Cardona. John Moxley did a promo in front of a fence. Motherfucker, imagine that you were goddamn wearing shorts, a t-shirt, and flip-flops with nothing in your pocket but a check for $1,000 Sunday morning at 9 o'clock in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, and you're an independent wrestler What do you with no bank account. What the fuck do you have? What the fuck do you have? You can't get a bowl of soup, jack off, just because you're a corporate fuck, right? John Moxley did a promo in front of a fence. It is that time. Play that fucking music, that real fucking music. I said, play that fucking music. Yeah. He's a different Play that fucking music, that great. There be no music. I said, play that fucking music. Yeah. Oh, and I committed suicide on wrestling. Pat Patterson, really guy in wrestling. Johnny Gargano, not a Johnny wrestling. Morrow and Milo makes music. That's really strong. That fucking music, that real fucking music, that's really that fucking music, yeah. Play that fucking music, that great, there be no music, I said play that fucking music, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you see that package? Get your penis out. Kevin is a son, that is why it's so hot and kick. Kevin is a fun, we might be smoking hot and kick. Kevin is the one Billy Gunn and got shit on him for us. Ways a ton, that's why Kevin made fun of him. Owen Hart committed suicide on wrestling. Pat Patterson threw every guy in wrestling. Johnny Gargano is now called Johnny Wrestling. Morrow and Milo makes music comes in wrestling. Play that fucking music, that real fucking music. I said play that fucking music, yeah. Play that fucking music, that great there be no music. I said play that fucking music, yeah. Oh, get your weirdos out. Ladies, we have a pay-per-view Sunday, Hell in a Cell 2020. I will be doing a companion on the TWFS Discord in the Tan Zone. Make sure you're there this Sunday on Discord. To get into the Discord, simply subscribe on Twitch or beg in the chat. Say, I've been listening for X amount of time. I need a subscription and somebody will come through for you. I'm always promising subs to people, ladies. I'm always just promising other people's money away and gifted subs. And it's not fair to this cult that I do this. Well, you know, someone should just step, like, it's, what is it, five to sub? You're going to pay 10 for WWE Network. It's half the money. <laughs> and you're with Kevin. You're with your boys. It's going to be a hoot, and it's going to be a holler. So there's no reason to even fret. Don't beg for $5. Earn $5. That's like one lift ride. You can even beg for $2 because if you go to subscribestar.com slash TWFS, 
then it's only $2 to subscribe there. You get all the old YouTube videos being updated. Uh, I think they're all up, personally, because I don't count 2017. There's a lot of fat Kevin in those. We don't need those up. But a lot of <laughs> 2020, 2019, 2011 is going up, like old stuff that should have already been up. Angry Fan Makes Big Show Cry. Worst Wrestling Finishers. Some of the old classics are finally going up. And Mark Henry's Chocolate Drop, a Vlidi's favorite. So that's on the subscribe star, and subscribing there also gets you access to the same Discord. So, Vlidi's, there's always an option. We should pick Hell in a Cell now. We can always go through Dynamite next week. Vlidi's, well, we're going to do it tonight. But what is our first Hell in a Cell match that we love the most and we can't wait to pick? Well, I was going to say, we're, we're kind of lucky this year. For some odd reason, Hell in a Cell only has four matches announced this is like 2011 with you and danny richardson where you guys would be getting ready for SummerSlam, and there would be four matches announced the tuesday before the pay-per-view so i'm a little confused why i know the draft jumbles everything up and you're like okay season premieres of shows and it's like hey there's a pay-per-view oh shit so i'm gonna go from the from the least important in my opinion to what they have listed here at the top but I didn't hit you with that car, man. We're finally going to settle the, the beef. Elias and Jeff Hardy, uh, they're having just a singles match because why not have it at the biggest pay-per-view of the fall, Hell in a Cell. Uh, I, I think it's Elias is having his big comeback match, but I feel like I just watched Jeff Hardy lose to Lars Sullivan extremely clean. This is tough. Who are you picking? Hell in a Cell is the 2020 Halloween Havoc, Felides. Eric Bischoff calls it the most important pay-per-view of the year. I say the fall like you. Bischoff thinks here. Ladies, Elias, we love Jeff Hardy, we know. But that's because he can take a guitar shot better than anyone. And he makes dirt bikes cool for 30-second clips at a time. And a lot in tasers. That video of the Hardy Boys with tasers, uh, tasing Reby is on the subscribe star. Another 2011 classic with Danny Richardson. But ladies, Elias is back. And he has an agenda, a mission. Like Cole Cabana tonight when he said his mission is to become AW World Champion. <laughs> <laughs> what a you, you fat Jew. think it could happen? No. And ladies, I made a video called Wrestlers I Want AEW with Cole Cabana as the cover photo. I once thought it could happen. Since then, he was a piece of shit to us, and he's a jobber, so everything worked out. But unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. Ladies, Elias is going to win. He's going to make up for a ruining King Corbin during the most important season, WrestleMania season. Now, all we needed was six months off. TWFS is being and nice now that me. six months away from him has happened, I love Elias again. Thank you, Nathan Weller19, for playing Colt Cabana's final words. I can't believe TWFS being da da. Shut the fuck up, you dumb Jew. I hate Colt Cabana. And John Silva hates him too. And I love John Silver after his promo tonight. Sorry, ladies, that's AEW. We have to pick this shit pay per view. Elias is going to win. Do the wrestler math. Yeah, the wrestler math is going to be Elias because he has taken so much time off. I just part of me is like, I love Jeff Hardy, and I thought we were slowly building back to Jeff Hardy winning the Royal Rumble and going on to WrestleMania. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Elias here. I think Jeff Hardy can lose a few matches before he has this epic resurgence. Come TLC, he might be the simultaneous United States and Intercontinental Champion. Uh, so next, so then we have three Hell in a Cell matches. So these are the matches that have all been announced uh, well in advance. These are all the blow-offs of the feuds that we believe. Uh, so let's start with the uh, the women's match. We've been kind of been clamoring for this. It's taken several years. And I think for I think we were kind of like, well, it's never going to happen. Who cares? They made it matter again. Bailey versus Sasha Banks inside Hell in a Cell. Sasha clearly gets her comeuppance, right? Or is this going to be the heel lives to fight another day? I just can't see Sasha winning as much as she, she needs to 
It's needed, not wanted. I love Sasha. And ever since she beat Charlotte for the belt on Raw, when she wrapped her around that handrail in her move and beat her, she's been shit. So this can be a, our chance now that Bruce Pritchard has her back under his pen. I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe now she can finally end this Bailey title reign. I, but Felides, I can't pick her for some reason. It just seems like it's obviously not going to happen. Is there it a chance? Just seems like such a, it seems like such a way for Bailey to win. Hell in a cell. Yeah, it's just you're not gonna have like confetti and this isn't SmackDown versus Raw. Like Hell in a Cell matches don't end with confetti and shit. Like, cause Sasha needs that big championship win where she takes it from Bailey, and this just doesn't. You had a trial. Like, it just doesn't feel that way. I just I for some reason every and now you know what's weird is I kind of want to wait to pick this until after SmackDown because that that could be the obvious like if Sasha gets like a big moment. Where she's like standing tall in the ring and Bailey's walking away. I'm calling it. Bailey's winning the fucking match. But if Bailey looks like it, like, you know, I'm not signing that contract, Sasha. And then if she beats the shit out of her and it's like she signs the contract with Sasha with Sasha's own blood, then maybe <laughs> I could see it happening. But it's really, really tough to pick. Um, it's really, really tough to pick Sasha Banks to win a Hell in a Cell against Bailey. And isn't there some part of the storyline where she's not even cleared or she wasn't before? And like, and that would make her recently cleared. Like, I just can't see in the this company, in this storyline, Sasha beating Bailey, even though Bailey's number four in the four horsewomen, and Sasha's number two. How is Sasha not beating this girl? Maybe Becky can come out and beat them both up. Ladies, I'm going to pick <laughs> Bailey to win, even though Sasha made Hell in a Cell famous when she got pinned by Charlotte with her vagina lips hanging out. Yeah, I'm picking, uh, and yes, I agree about the lips part, but... Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to go ahead and pick um, Bailey for this as well. I don't think there's any way that she's going to. I don't think Sasha's going to have her epic win inside of Hell in a Cell. I think her epic win is probably going to be like just on a SmackDown, so that way we can end the show and uh, confetti falling. Her, she can hug Snoop Dogg. It's going to be an amazing moment. Well, ladies, what if she isn't that character anymore on that level? Like maybe. Her winning is just in the middle of a pay-per-view card thing. Like, I know there was a time when she was beating Charlotte on handrails where we had interviews after, and she said, I'm Mia! And then, like, they had confetti and stuff, and it was a big special crying moment. Is Sasha not that anymore? When you walk out and abandon the company for six months, do you just become another girl? And does just another girl have a chance to win either? Does she lose no matter what? But bigger question, does she ever get a confetti moment ever again? I think she gets a Ken Fenny moment. I think the way that she comes out and she's dressed in those skin tight one piece suits, I think that's enough to get the, the confetti back. Look, she needed to take time to remember who Mercedes Varnado is, okay? Sometimes you just need to take a moment to step away and go, who is Paul Levesque? You know, you have to do that every once in a while. So this was her opportunity to go ahead and do that. Uh, and I think she is back in those graces with the company where she can get that moment. However, you, it does feel like a little bit, you're right, this is Vince going to be like, well, you did walk out, so you're going to go down, damn it. You're going to go down and hell in a cell. So I can Undertaker definitely... never walked out. Sorry, Bleedy, sorry. Go ahead. Bailey never walked out. <laughs> like, I can definitely... Drew, Drew McIntyre got fired and he came back. Why is your so, impression so much better than mine? I just tried to scream and you sound like Vince. I've been listening to... Well, just from listening to Bruce and then cold turkey stopping, the only thing that's in my head is the Vince impression still. Well, damn, pal. I walk around saying that a lot. Like, there's... Anytime anything's wrong, well, damn, pal. Uh, that is but, the best part of listening to like Jim Ross and Bruce Pritchard, anyone who's been around Vince for years. They have the Vinceisms and have 
for months before we knew good shit was abensism they were saying it pal and stuff <laughs> like now we know where that comes from also ladies real quick what's geezy said chair 100 i hope Haley breaks sasha's freaking neck so apparently one person here isn't rooting for sasha Vlades. it's your best friend zach no he's rooting for Haley, and Haley is is bailey's alter ego where she wears face paint it's gonna be great it's like willow uh, let's move on to the Universal Championship. Wait, who did you pick? You're going with Bailey officially because you were getting Bailey sympathetic here. to Sasha. It's not enough, though. Okay, real quick as well. Broken Freaking Next at Cheer 5. Oni Larkin and Danny Burke won the NXT Tag Titles tonight. They also turned heel in the process. Pat spoilers. McAfee. These are all spoilers. You're going to watch, huh? Pat McAfee helped them win. Bleedies, I like Pat McAfee. I was watching him talk about Mike McCarthy today. It was great. Apparently, the locker room's, like, coming out. Saying shit like, these guys don't know how to coach. They don't know how to teach. They're bad at their jobs. And McAfee was saying that the reaction of Mike McCarthy was like, no, we're like overcoaching. We're like, we care too much. <laughs> it's just clearly <laughs> bullshit. Pat McAfee is the best football show because he really does sum up the player point of view perfectly. Like when the Texans drew that fucking coach out of town and shit. Like he gives a perspective you're not going to get from these fucking Adam Shifts or whatever the fuck. Adam Shefters. They don't know what they're talking about. Back if he's like, this is how a morale is in a locker room. These are, this is what can happen any given week. This guy is a 93 in Madden, sure. But on some weeks, he's a 68 in real life because he just feels like shit or his brother died or like there's a bunch of different things because these are human beings, please. And Pat McAfee reminds us of that. Also, Pat McAfee helped uh, the NXT tag champs become tag champs tonight. Uh, who's Oni Larkin? Is he that guy I thought was good four years ago? He's the Boston guy. Yeah, I think you do enjoy Boston. him just because he's. <laughs> just because he's a Boston guy, well, just a like everything about him, like two hundred five live wise, is terrible. Podcast. It is a cult of personality built around. Why didn't man. you ever tell me Oni Lockin's a masshole? Now I get to hear him cut a promo. I'm bringing him up. Oni Lockin, here we go. Danny Burke and Odie Rockin propose a toast. Let's see how a Bostonian proposes a toast. Growing up on the streets of Boston, what? You had to be tough to survive. What the education. fuck? Hold on, I'm starting <laughs> it over. Fleeties. <laughs> This is, this is your favorite wrestler. This guy knows everything about my childhood. I used to try to walk to school, and people would try to fight me. You're going to be tough. Here we go. Growing up on the streets of Boston, you had to be tough to survive. Yeah, and this ain't like black people trying to beat you up. This is like smart white people. They got like really intelligent in Game of Thrones about it. They'll, they'll find out your path home and walk around to you. They'll find you. Real education was outside the classroom. Yes. I got my master's in yes. bar fighting. Growing up in Bethnal Green, East oh, London, you had two idiot. choices. No. Yeah, two choices. Get cut, cut up with, by, with a machete by a Muslim or become a Muslim. London doesn't have shit but Muslims, okay? You don't learn anything there except diversity. Boston, don't worry about that when I was growing up. Well, you used these and you learned how to fight. Yeah, fuck you. I have fought all my life to you get suck. here. You suck. I've been in NXT for a That London guy molests kids, I bet. All these London wrestlers are molesting kids. Get here. I've been in NXT for five years now. Here we go. But things really changed when I stepped in the ring with Danny Birch. Fuck yeah. The best way to explain how Why is he talking? Hits, I want to hear only rocking. And smash you in the face. Shut up. But honestly, when Danny Birch hits yeah. you, it's like getting hit in the face with a brick. Uh, he's putting over Danny Birch. I don't want to hear it anymore. Ladies, are they the tag champs? Is Danny Birch his partner now? Yeah, they're the tag champs. I believe their name is the Britam Brawlers or the Britam Connection. I forget what their names are, but they are pretty badass. And I have seen them a few times. Uh, I just, whenever they give Oni Lorcan, I think of him on 205 Live just being like a generic vanilla good guy. And then I remember him trying to 
uh, he tried to leave wrestling and tried to be one of those guys who was like, I'm asking for my release because I can do more. And then they were like, no, you're not going anywhere. You're a great jobber. And now he's tag team champion. So things are looking up for Oni Lorcan. And it looks like Pat McAfee's back. So they're keeping him busy during coronavirus. That was very Ziggy Dice of Oni Larkin. He's ready. I think that's who we were talking. Danny Birch. I hate Danny Birch. Ladies, you're teaching me too much new things at once. I'm confused. We have your favorite wrestler, Randy Orton. All I need to know is Oni Larkin's from Boston, ladies, okay? Uh, Randy Orton is your favorite wrestler. He is wrestling Drew McIntyre again. This time, no ambulance is going to get in the cell unless Ric Flair has bolt, cutter, bolt cutters. Uh, we made everyone know that bolt cutters are ringside in the Thunderdome. So at any time, someone can get in this thing. So does the Hell in a Cell matter anymore? And does this match matter? regardless of stipulation. I know you're a special case, Bleedies. You love Randy Orton so much. All of his matches matter. Even that one against Triple H in like Saudi Arabia. You, that was like your WrestleMania. So now that we have Hell in a Cell, is he going to win the title? And if he doesn't, how unhappy will you be? I, this whole rivalry is just not set up for him to walk away as the WWE champion. Like Drew McIntyre is just, he's untouchable. He's on like a, he's on like a Goldberg level right now. And I just can't imagine, this is another title change that I just can't imagine happening inside the cell. Randy has had so many opportunities to win it. It just seems like he's lost too many times for like this one to finally be the one that matters. Like it just, it's, it's gone too long of him losing. This is, if he loses, he's probably going to come out on Rongo one more <laughs> match. Like he's right there. I mean, he's lost twice already. Like he lost to Keith Lee on that, that weird pay-per-view yeah but bleedies now he's the cleaner he, he dressed up as a janitor and he beat up True. a bunch of old guys can cleaner orton really get beat no you know what can he I, and you have to think if, if anyone's going to interfere what's going to happen i just look at randy orton as he's i guess he's an older guy who's just putting over drew mcintyre and this this rivalry is going to be forgotten come next year Randy Orton's putting over the new baby face. Do you know how many times I'm going to call Orton the cleaner now for the rest of my life? <laughs> I just came up with that now, and I love it. I, I was we, in Kevin's inner circle what? for years, and he is the reason that I started podcasting. What the hell was that? Nathan Weller, why did your chair come in so funny? Everything's too big. Uh, Nathan Weller sent me a tweet. Also, he said, Chair 100 before this. The Pat McAfee show is great. How funny is Boston Connor? Boston Connor's the best. Oh, nice. This is from Nathan Weller. I retweeted this because it's great. This is when a, a few Bostonians, Boston opened back up, okay? And for some reason, there's a whole political party based on taking your fun away. And they've always been about this. And I just didn't know it till Trump exposed them. And as soon as we had white people at bars or white people at beaches, they were sinners and they were evil. But black people burning down targets in full cities were heroes. And they were all over the news. Fleeties, for seven months going into this election, we got to have white people having to stay home while black people could do whatever they wanted. So we won already, and I can't wait till November, whatever. I don't even know what date it is anymore because we already won. It was in the past as far as I'm concerned. But here's some whites having some fun and letting someone know that they can have fun. Gronk, baby. Gronk hoodie. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious, right? The bar is full. It's fucking hilarious. Obey your mother! Obey your mother! I just got that. I feel like we watched this before, and the obey your mother went over my head a little. Yeah, obey your mother. What did uh, that bald dyke on CNN tell you to do? Wear a mask and stay inside? Obey your mother. What's her name, Vladis? That dyke that wants Trump's tax returns. And then she got them. 
She had the exclusive on Trump's tax returns, and they didn't mean anything. Yeah, um, I assume you're talking about Rachel Maddow. I'm not all the way sure. Yeah, there we go. Ladies, you don't know. See, that's the thing. We still live in a country where people think we haven't seen Trump's tax returns. When Rachel Maddow had a whole special about getting them. And and they they were literally meaningless. So the media went, okay, forget that. White out. We're going to white that out. We still want tax returns. Now we want these years. The years we gone aren't good enough. Obey your mother. Here we go. Yeah, it's Obey your mother. Right? The bar is full. It's fucking hilarious. You Obey your mother. <laughs> faggot. You fucking faggot. And that's what you got to deal with on the internet. Because the internet opened up Massachusetts to the rest of you fucking faggots. And we're going to call you faggots. Because in Massachusetts, we say fucking faggot. Whether you like it or not. And we don't care about trannies as much as you. Ladies, I used to use the word hate. Now I just don't care. Uh, I, I, I've changed a little. No, you're, yeah, you have progressed. It's no longer that you hate things. You just don't give a shit. And, uh, yeah, it is interesting. I want to, you know, I not to get too red-pilled, but, yeah, you bring up, like, Trump's tax returns and Rachel Maddow clamoring for those. She's also the person clamoring for the Mueller report and evidence that Trump is colluding with Russia. And now that we have evidence that Hunter Biden is colluding with the Ukraine and China, suddenly that's Russian disinformation for some reason. Ladies, Drew McIntyre is going to beat Randy Orton, and that is not disinformation. We know it's going to happen. Or is that the? That's trip? a good way to say it. Thank you, Ko. I think she was talking about fucking faggot. She likes how I say it. She says it differently because she's Asian. It sounds more like Hakiro Shida. Fucking faggot. She, fuck <laughs> fucking takes a while. Faggot pops out like Trump saying China. Ladies, Drew McIntyre is fighting Randy Orton. Could I? Now that I think about it. Maybe that's Bruce Pritchard's trick. He knows we're doing wrestler math every month. And I've always been saying this feud is so Edge can be champion. And the only way Edge is champion is if Orton wins. Could this be it? Or could I be more out of touch than ever? Because that made a lot more sense three months ago. Now that sounds crazy. But you just have to think, like, what's Drew going to do if he loses here? They've put so much stock into Drew McIntyre. I just don't see him losing to Randy and then not winning the belt back immediately yeah. unless he wins it from Edge at, like, WrestleMania. Edge turns heel. Now we have heel Edge versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, which I would like to see. However, I just don't believe it's going to happen. Yeah, Drew McIntyre is not going to lose to the guy who lost to Keith Lee. You're right. I believe exactly. We all, actually, I know I stole the picks from you, but now we have Roman Reigns. I had to bring sure. it up, ladies. I love this pay-per-view. I know I called it a shitty pay-per-view, but I didn't mean it. Roman Reigns. Not, is, you know what's funny? It's not bad. I kind of like that they've only, now that we're like looking at it, I like that there's only four matches announced because it does feel like, like almost like you're ordering a Mayweather fight. Like yeah. you don't even care what the other ones are. You're just like, this is it, baby. Let's get the Mayweather fight. Right. That's a great point. The idea, like an undercard can just be an undercard sometimes. Like how WCW would do it. Jerry Flynn's coming out. We're not going to advertise this. It's the Big first Vito. hour. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to tell you first. The wall. Okay, fine. The wall's coming out later <laughs> if you need to know. But, Felidis, uh, what's good about this it, with that psychology of with, with certainly even M U MMA, UFC, you'll have like a co-main, a main, and a feature. And if you're a true fan, you'll know the undercard. And those three f uh, fights will be very important in your life. With wrestling, four matches that matter this much is a real gift. And that's all you need to announce. Give me whatever else on the undercard once we get there. Fiend can beat Retribution. You don't have to tell me first. So, Vlidis, Roman? No, you do. You better promote the Fiend. Uh, Vlidis, <laughs> will we see the Fiend at this pay-per-view? Because it is Hell in a Cell. And does Jey Uso have a chance to beat the Tribal Chief? 
Uh, I don't think we're going to see. We might see some Fiend. There could be a, some sort of like in-ring segment. There might not be a match with the Fiend, but I definitely can see him and Alexa being involved somehow. Wait, what if he goes after Drew? He's on Raw now. And it's Hell in a Cell. And it could happen. And this is kind of his like area where he would do that. But Fiend is kind of a good guy now. Isn't he a good guy? Like He just seems like a babyface. He's a white meat vanilla babyface to me. I love that you know that and Brian Alvarez doesn't. I was literally saying that out loud as I heard Brian Alvarez say, we had a heel heel group versus a heel in The Fiend. I don't even have to think here. He's not a heel. He hasn't been a heel forever. <laughs> Fiend is the no. most popular character. And just because he, he's dark and gets bit by snakes and it doesn't hurt and he gets in your head and makes you remolest. I don't know what he does. He does a lot of dark things. But good guys do that now. It's, it's the way the human mind works. We don't like being <laughs> patronized and condescended to with your Drew McIntyres. We'll take an edgy character if it's all we can fucking get from, him, from you. Also, ladies, what other matches could there be? So we, we have four announced. We picked four. You're telling me there won't be a Fiend match. What's on the pre-show? Oh, we're both picking Roman Reigns, right? That's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. Travis Sorry, Fiend. I moved yeah. on so quick. Yeah, I love Jey Uso. I'm sure you do as well. But now, like, like last match they had, I really wanted Jey to kind of win. Now I, I would be so angry if Jey won. Roman Reigns <laughs> is perfect. Paul Heyman's awesome. And uh, now, fuck whatever I asked you before. Is this really leading to Roman versus Rock, Valides, or is it leading to Roman versus Drew at WrestleMania? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to put The Rock in any of this right now. I just don't see him ever leaving his busy Hollywood lifestyle to come in and do more wrestling. I know that they, they've said it, it's logical, him versus Rock for the for the who is the but tribal no, think chief. Think about it. He did come back to hold up Roman's hand in a booing arena that hated him. Like, it seems like for family, The Rock would take a few months out of his life, out of his schedule to lose. He would love to put over Roman at this small pocket where people love him, right? I just I just don't see The Rock. I mean, he could. If, if WrestleMania is in a stadium, yeah, The Rock would do that. If it's in the Thunderdome, I just don't see The Rock coming back for a one-off. And I don't know how soon we're getting fans back. I know Florida's opened up, but I don't know if Vince is ready to push that envelope. I don't know if Rock is. I don't know if Roman with his compromised immune system. I don't know if he's willing to do that. I really think Roman's just going to be a heel until we build up a new baby face for him to fight at WrestleMania. And a lot of people were clamoring for Big E. Which right now, that doesn't sound appealing, but there could be some epic Big E title reigns coming soon. Uh, but we'll just have to wait. It seems so early to book a Rock Reigns WrestleMania kind of deal. Although it is, I mean, you technically could just have The Rock come out tomorrow night on... <laughs> he can come out Friday night on SmackDown and go, At WrestleMania, me versus you, whether you're the champion or not. And everyone would be down. So who knows? I think that uh, Roman wins here. And I don't know if he's going to The Rock, but... There, there's definitely some more feuds in here before we even deal Ladies, with it. Ladies, it's oh, obvious Heyman is going to The Rock. That Rock will be the new Heyman guy. He's going to sell out Roman. Roman's <laughs> going to have to beat Rock. It's so obvious. In the chat, Ladies, Butterbean Jim said, Dude, I fucking suck at Warzone. I thought he was talking about WWF Warzone for a second. When Ken <laughs> Shermock would go, Get out of my way! Fucking best game ever made. And you do suck at it, Butterbean Jim. I also see SK Rao. I see TSB. Nice to see you, TSB. I've never seen your name in here before. JT here is here. Uh, Broken Freaking Neck is also here. Nathan Weller, 19. Ren Darko. Real Vleeties. What's Geezy? Hero of Sin. Ayako. Thank you guys so much for spending your Wednesday night with us. Vleeties, I'm always shocked. I'm more shocked on Friday because it's a Friday when people are here. But Wednesdays and Mondays, I'm still shocked. Uh, Vleeties, we have to go over AW. And yes. I, I don't know if they have a pay-per-view coming up. 
There couldn't possibly be an Eddie Kingston title win coming soon. We'll worry about that after Hell in a Cell. But we started Dynamite tonight with, well, what we should have started it with was that promo Eddie Kingston cut after Dynamite went off the air last week. You might remember we had to end Dynamite because uh, time, I guess. Jim Ross interrupted Moxley, talk, uh, Eddie Kingston talking shit to Moxley. So it continued, and somebody in the crowd had the audio. For some reason, we didn't, like, you see the cameras still filming. Of course they are. This Dynamite should have opened with it. Remember Moxley was sitting, and uh, what Eddie was, like, holding him, putting the belt up against him. One of the best promos I ever saw, and it's lost into a vacuum. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't even, they didn't even entertain that. I, maybe it's just one of those deals where, oh, we get the point across. We're moving on. No need. And are, are, is that the match for full gear? Is Eddie Kingston getting another title match? It is. Eddie Kingston is the next challenger. Did you watch AEW tonight, ladies? I did. That's what <laughs> made me worried because I was like, did they even touch on that? Because I remember <laughs> now. I will say my, not to jump completely all over the place. I loved this Dynamite because of the wrestling. Now I know that that's going to be the most hack internet guy thing to say, but I thought just every match that happened, including the Britt Baker squash match. I was just sitting here like glued. Jungle Boy versus Wardlow was like really good. Uh, the Sunny Kiss squash thing was great. Like it just kept being good after good. It was so good. Even the Taz and Rookie Stocks promo was good. I just <laughs> like I, the Eddie Kingston promo. I might have not had a headphone in during that, but I thought the entire show from start to finish was like, wow, why isn't every week like this? Ladies and gentlemen, prove me all you want. Because you can tell he thinks he's on TV. <laughs> but no one's going to see it but us and, and JT. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, he's got the belt. Hell yeah. I want you to look at it. I want you to look at it. You look at it. And then I got to hear people like you say Ricky Starks is good. It's so upsetting. No, there's actually good wrestlers out there. There's actual promo cutters in the world. Yeah. Not just some piece of shit Ricky Starks, please. You don't agree with me, stop saying yeah. You like Ricky Starks. Yeah, what's wrong with Ricky Starks? He's fucking, he, what is it? He's no substance. He's nothing but puns and cliches and shit lines and wrestler face, making Miz face. All. I'm so angry at everything because I'm a heel. Fuck this guy. He doesn't... People, Ricky Stark characters can't exist in 2020. That's my rule. We need more from you. We need three-dimensional. I know what this is the indie show and everything. Sometimes I need wrestler face. Yeah, but we get enough of it from Seth Rollins, please. Like, we get wrestling face all over Raw and SmackDown. I can't get rec wrestling face from the opening match on Dynamite and Care. Yeah, no, I like with that whole bit though. I like that Taz did the talking. He tried to get Brian Kidd to talk, and he was like, "Hey, 
who better? Yeah. I was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened there. And then he was like, Ricky Stocks. They were talking about Darby. And I was even like, wait, why are you upset that Darby's getting a title match? You lost. So it was kind of just this obvious, like, you know, he he's absolute Ricky Stocks. Sometimes, like, it's so, it's so and cheesy about- and so terrible. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Team Taz has stepped out onto the This stage. is what Bleedies loves. Remember say. the mocks? Th- remember the Eddie Kingston thing I loved? And now how awesome that was. It's what Bleedies loves. And oh, hey, at least Taz isn't wearing shorts, Bleedies. I'll give him that much. He could, you- they look, they look out awesome. I don't know what it is. Like, even Cage with a shirt on and you just see the arms. He looks incredible. Everybody looks great. Why are these guys not all wearing gold? Taz, where are your socks, buddy? All right, here we go. No need. Joggers. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. We got two problems, okay? Number one. No need. Joggers. Will Hobbs. Okay, a couple of weeks ago, right, right here Taz on Dynamite. Taz kills it, of course. He's still too soft to be the hard character. Yeah, I don't really believe it much. Let's get to your boy. But just look at him first. Tony Khan's Watch office. your boy, Ricky Tony Stocks. Tony says, hey, Taz, do you have a second? I'm angry. Sure thing. I step <laughs> I'm in the so office. Mad. He closes the door. Why is hey, he Dad, the Darby Allen character that he was that pretending to be, stops, only without the paint? Oh, he's clenching the face. Over Darby Allen a few weeks ago. He does make a lot of terrible snarl faces. I actually don't hate it right now, though. Let me be honest with you. Something about when you're watching it with me, I like Ricky Starks, and I hate it. I hated this earlier. Why does he look cool right now? Look, man. Because it's meta. It's supposed to be. When he's on TV, he's obviously a huge piece of shit. But when you're when I watch it, I just look at it like this guy is such a piece of shit and it's great. No, but it isn't like, like that for me because I've seen that. Like there are heels that are cool because they're good pieces of shit. Ricky Starks, you can see his wheels turning in his eyes during his promo because he ran yeah, out ran it. out of watch. He ran out of cliches, so he does like an eye up think moment. Here it comes. Let's see what happens. I have consistently showed up, showed out, and showed off just to have the road pulled from underneath me. Watch his honestly, eyes, ready, watch. I have proven my worth in space. Yeah, shut up. Because he gets thrown off. Oh, I'm thinking. But I'm telling See you that? this. See that? Oh, oh I'm to- thinking. There was a I'm thinking moment because the crowd interrupted him. And it's a fake crowd. If you get jarred by a fake crowd, you suck. In my worth Imagine in- if there's a real crowd there. <laughs> space, yeah, shut up. Look, shut yeah. up. And then he looks up. What am but I I'm thinking? telling you this. I don't even want to hear the rest. Bleedius, I just want to pause it on his thinking face for you. Here we go. Space, yeah, yeah shut sh- up. Yeah, shut up. What am I going to say? Oh, we met, we lost it. Bleedies, do you still like him? Yeah, I even like him even more now because uh, there's so many little n- nuances. about. Number one, I know he broke in with Sammy Guevara, which helps me a little bit. Sammy told the story on Jericho's podcast. So, yeah, coming with, with Ricky Starks. And even in NWA, I liked Stroke Daddy. I liked the gimmick. I like how he was kind of like an Austin Aries, like a little feminine, but a man. And now he's clearly just trying to be the rock, but he's little. Like, I, just all these little things that might not even be his doing make me like him even more. That does make sense they came up together. Because that Nazi girl that wanted to have sex with me from Texas said she knew Ricky Starks. And I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. Did he rape you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but Sammy Guevara is from Texas. Katie, Texas. So, yeah, I guess there's just this whole scene of shitty wrestlers in Texas. Ladies, you're coming around on Sammy after his promo last week. You're being very stubborn about Ricky Starks. And I know you'd like your friendship with Sammy to turn into a friendship with Ricky, so maybe it can one day. <laughs> you know what? That might be what it is. It's like I look at Ricky like, I, you know, I wish I had your number. <laughs> Not this uh, guy who went to rape Sasha Banks. So, ladies, instead of opening Dynamite with Kingston's promo from last week, we start with the first round match. 
in the AEW title eliminator tournament. Lots of words here. Wardlow yeah. faced Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And Jungle Boy was on tonight. He made facial expressions. Like the last thing he was missing was any type of feeling in his face. He had a bunch of different facial expressions tonight. He also did the greatest backstabber I ever saw. It was like a delayed backstabber, and it should be his finisher, and it should have won this match. Because, yeah, he held him by, like, the neck and with his knees to his back. The guy was seemingly trying to fight it. Then they full went back so fast. I love that moment. But then right after, he did a diving knee drop off the top rope, and then I thought that should be his finisher now. Neither move won the match, though, Bleedies. No, and this, this reminds me, this match was outstanding. And this reminds me of a table for three with AJ Styles and Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels where – AJ was talking to Sean like, if they did a match, it would be impossible to plan. It wouldn't live up to expectations. But if AJ had to work a match with Kevin Nash, it's so easy. Big guy, little guy, this move, this move, these moments. And th that's what I was thinking of when I was watching this. For, for Jungle Boy, he's always kind of the smaller guy. But when he's working with a Chris Jericho, when he's working with uh, one of the Bucks, one of the Jacksons, like, he, it just, it, he doesn't have that same chemistry. So for him, it was really easy to play. I'm a little guy fighting a monster. What do I do? And his selling looked much better. Everything about it was outstanding. And I was what like 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 in the early days of AEW, I was rooting for Jungle Boy. I was like, wow, I'm on this guy's side. I hope he gets it done. And I thought it was a really good match. I was watching this with my cousin, and even she was like, like, are these guys allowed to fight? And I was like, yeah, they are. And they, she was very impressed by the show these guys put on. Because as someone who doesn't watch wrestling, she's constantly watching for the punches. And I think these guys did a good job at Hurricane Ranas and F10s and back body drops and not a lot of fist fighting. So it made it look like, wow, that was actually really impressive. Ladies, Wardlow won the match with a move no one remembers. And then Jim Ross had a very interesting line. It was like a shot at AW and WWE at the same time. This guy just doesn't give a fuck. He was like, as Wardlow is like raising his arms in victory, Jim Ross goes, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, athletic big men sell tickets. So, like, what the hell is going on here? Why is Jim Ross working against everything he sees in front of him on the monitor? I don't get that line at all. Big men sell tickets. I, re I mean, that sounds like archaic. Maybe he is making fun of AEW. Maybe, maybe he's making fun of him. He was the guy who told the guy on Beyond the Mat, you know, hey, make sure you work on that upper body a little bit and we'll get you back here. Like, he, he's the guy who invented that logic, right? I know Vince probably had a lot to do with it, but it's – Big guys sell tickets. Is he shooting at Vince McMahon or is he making fun of AEW well, it for It seems not like he's trashing Wardlow, Wardlow on surface. He's definitely trashing Wardlow. But it's a WWE mindset he's trashing and also AEW for utilizing it. And Vleeties, when he called Jim Ross, when Jim Ross called uh, Karma a big fat black girl who will never succeed, that was Vince McMahon's words through him. He's a vessel, to, to, to your point. He just was, he was working for... Uh, a man who wanted certain things and went to get them. So, Karma, you're not a 10, and Vince wanted 10s. And the guy on Beyond the Mat, your upper body isn't what Vince wants. So, yeah, but I think that was all involved in his little shot he took tonight. But ladies, then we see a Mox-produced promo. This is where he's cutting a promo, but it's edited with a bunch of shit. And it's just about how he, he will not apologize to Eddie Kingston for being successful, for meeting his wife, and for making money. Then we have Sunny Kiss come out to repulse everybody. She calls herself the Concrete Rose because Nyla Rose is a guy that wrestles as a girl and Sunny Kiss is a girl that wrestles as a guy. So she needs Nyla Rose references in her stupid fucking name. And she's just like, what is my name going to be? Oh, my God, I'm a Concrete Rose. I'm so tragic. 
Oh, it's so poetic and deep. No, it's not. It's stupid. Bleedies, I've seen yeah, a concrete say, isn't that a isn't that a Drake lyric anyway from Fireworks? Isn't that kind of one of his lines? That's not that's not super uh you know, that's not super deep. And this is another wrestler, by the way. My cousin was like, What is happening? Yeah, Sunny Kiss, you're a concrete firework, you fucking idiot. Then I'll come real girls after Sunny Kiss. And they're doing sexy dances. Because Sunny Kiss is a guy that we have to call a she. And it does a bunch of unsexy dances that it thinks is sexy. You're not a he or a she. You're an it now. All you trainees are its. How about that? Since I would like to point out that Kevin's viewpoints don't always represent they mine. They do. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I think I've said it before. I was like, someone asked me, is it gay to like Sunny Kiss? I was like, no, we all would. Stop pretending. No, I would fuck Sunny Kiss. Like, it's not about <laughs> gay or not. I've literally, I've jerked off to Nyla Rose. This isn't about gay bashing. It's about logical uh, sanity. It's about not being a psycho, weirdo, mentally ill freak. That's what it's about. It's about knowing you're born with your dick and you don't get to pick another one. And when you do, you end up killing yourself within two months because it's not what you think it's going to be. It's fucking insanity is what it is. And we're validating it with titles. And you're going to act like it's okay just to be liked. No, ladies. People have to hear this. Because it's a sad truth I do accept as well. My dick is my own. Well, she's gender fluid, so she's no, a man she and isn't. woman. She's a fucking guy who dances like a faggot. That's what he is. Nothing has been cut off. Let's just leave it at that. No I will shit. say it. And does that make it normal? No, it doesn't. If you cut no, off, it doesn't make it normal, yeah. but at least it's still there. If you cut off your dick, you're not more of a woman and you're not more healthy. You're a fucking freak, okay? You're a freak. I'm sorry. It has well, to be no. said. I, yeah, I want to say that there is definitely... Um, and, and we can, we, you and I can do this all night, but we talk about sex and it's your sex is based on your sexual organs where if you're a female, you have gender is the same as sex. Don't tell me gender something else. This is a new same thing. They're the same exact thing. No, there's no difference. A man has a penis and and testicles and well, there's this new age thought process going through our school systems that my children have to go to that gender is something different than sex now. It never was, and it isn't. You fucking no, I, weirdos. I'm the one who read that stupid book that was like, gender and race is a social construct. Oh, and that's Jesus. why I texted my buddy and go, this book is propaganda. So Sunny Kiss gets beat in two seconds. But real quick, the real girls that come out that have vaginas. And I saw Nyla Rose's dick. She's a guy. So the real girls come out with sexy dances. They're holding brooms. Bleedies, like a cleaner. See, we don't know what the cleaner is because we don't watch this gook bullshit. We don't. And I have a feeling that people who watch NJPW don't know what it is either. There's not really a lot of storytelling. There's a lot of reading between the lines with these characters over there. So a cleaner is the same Kenny Omega we've seen this whole time, only girls come out with brooms first is what I seem to be taking from this, Bleedies. He wears the same pants. He does the same entrance. He has the same song. But girls come out like it's raw underground and dance first. I loved this whole bit, and uh, first of all, at, at first, I didn't understand that if it was the cleaner, um, because I know that was his gimmick, and he would come up with, like, the spray thing, but I also was just kind of thinking he was going to sweep his way through the tournament, kind of like baseball, where if you win all the games, it's a sweep. I was kind of thinking, like, is that what he's implying? He's going to sweep the competition? He's like gonna. He's running for election. I'm going to sweep the competition, and we're going to put Mississippi back to work. Like, I thought that's what he was trying to imply. However, if it is this cleaner gimmick, uh, he definitely brought it back in a big way, my friend. I love this entire entrance. I love the match. I love the post-match. Uh, Kenny Omega What's back, different? Right? What's different? What's back? What's back? Now, here's the thing. If he left, remember when he walked out and drove away at the pay-per-view or whatever? If yeah, this remember? was his... 
if this was his first night back, then, oh, my God, the cleaner. But he came back since then and did commentary twice and had a match or something. Like, it's the same idiot. There's no difference. And is that the joke, that these fans are dumb for wanting the same guy but under a different name and they're making fun of you people? I don't get it from the outside looking in. Uh, I think, for me at least, I've been waiting for... Now, we watched Kenny Omega versus Kasichika Okada in New Japan. Like, I would always seek out this Kenny Omega stuff. Like, apparently, he's the best wrestler in the world, according to every person except me. So, I was always trying to see what it was about. Now, I've seen him have some kick-ass matches. But for some reason, when Cody Rhodes gets a wrestling company, he decides to make Kenny Omega a tag team wrestler. So but I was no, like, we, okay. That was the best part. Ke Adam Page and oh, Kenny. It was great. Yeah. It was great. I'm not saying it wasn't great. I'm just saying it wasn't what I expected from Kenneth Omega when he was coming to America to finally have his big American wrestling career. Well, it was the game was getting every... The, the game seemed to be all the vice presidents and, in, in like... Uh, suit wrestlers had to be pushed out of the way. Private parties yeah. beating Young Bucks, and then, like, whatever happened. Get Kenny Omega in a tag team. We need to get MJF some, some matches. But, but Vleeties, that was the best shit he did. When, when he was solo before that, it was fucking cringeworthy. Remember when he was lifting weights without weights on it? And then afterwards, he was terrible. Like, when he cut that promo just last week about, I don't care, I hope you're a cowboy. I'll wrestle any cowboys. Whatever the fuck he was saying. I'll beat anybody in a tournament. And it was so bad, I forgot there was a tournament until tonight. The ladies in the chat, JT here said, if you are ever at a gay bar uh, and they say, so who here is straight? Trust me, don't yell me. He said it was a life lesson. He also said, they went out of their way. He means the fags. They went out of their way to embarrass me and interview me and question my sexuality. And as I want to walk away, I felt the mic touch my asshole and a big over the loudspeaker. He farted? <laughs> Wait, he farted into a mic accidentally? I don't get the end. It was like perfect timing. I think he just kind of heard that the mic hit his butt, and it was like, uh, and it wasn't like necessarily a fart, but it was like a, we got oh. his butt, and JT had to hear it. It was like when CM Punk hit Triple H with the mic? Pfft, made that no, no way! JT, you're telling me fags hate straight people? Yeah, is this a big shock to everybody? I but know, no, I'm, I was taught I, I that straight... That. I was taught straight people hate fags. I didn't know fags hated straight people. Yeah, I feel like if you actually went to a gay bar now in 2020, everyone would be very accepting. And if they said, <laughs> are you straight? And I said, yes. And then they go, you know, sort of question my sexuality. I would say, look, I'm straight, but I'm not going to identify as a straight person. That's a good way to say it. Ladies, See? that was Ayako complimenting one of us with the way we're saying things. I think we said the magic word and we said it a good way. Ladies, the cleaner beat Sunny Kiss. And two moves. And the best part was Sonny Kiss's ball sack coming out of the side of the undies. Because there was a finisher that Kenny does that you guys know the name of. And a fallen angel or whatever. And then Christopher Daniels. And then, there's a leg hook in it. And the ball sack. I'm not in my undies. I'm sorry. I had a weed delivery coming right when the show started. I had to put pants on. And I had oh. to take off my Trump tank. So I actually look like a person accidentally today because I had a weed delivery. Ladies, they'll spit my weed if I wear a Trump hoodie. So anyways, what was I saying? So the ball sack. Let me get up here. The ball sack's coming out, right? And uh, they show it in the replay even. The shot with the ball sack is in the replay. So I liked it as much as they did. And Felides, did you notice the ball sack or are you not looking for The slips? knowledge that everything good can be taken away at any second is what makes me work so hard. Sorry, Felides, real quick. Nathan Well 19 just made uh, Ronda Rousey's voice happen. He said, Chair 100, we have to raid Tyler. 
He'll be live at the end of TWFS. You had a tryout? I love hanging out with Tyler until he goes to bed. He, and then I have to say, why are you running? Because he always, I have hours left in my night, and he's leaving. So that's unfortunate. But, Bleedies, <laughs> what about the ball sack, and what about Tyler? I did not notice uh, the ball sack. And I, and I did notice the pinfall. I was like, oh, Sunny's in a weird balled-up position here. No pun intended. And it did seem like her trunks, his trunks are those kind of trunks where that would happen. Uh, so I didn't notice that. And then Tyler Spider's balls, I haven't seen him on Twitch, but I saw him on DLive. Wait, also, your favorite, Kenny Omega. Now that he's a cleaner, you think he's cool again. Yeah, I can't believe you said that. Is Kenny Omega back? What are you talking about? Back, well, dur- during his Tron, the first thing you see before even his name pops up is Kenny Omega. As a- I would like the kids' meal with chicken fingers. And a small coffee. I echo, no, I want a two cheeseburger meal. Add mayo, large Diet Coke, and also a large coffee. I echo, if you need to get above the small cart fee, it'll be hard with this order. Because that two cheeseburger meal is only five sixty nine, And when you add the $0.60 cent large upcharge, it's still less than 7 bucks. You add the coffee. You, I echo, you're going to have to add some surprise items to my order this time to get above the small cart fee. McDonald's is that good of a deal. So if you want to add the kids meal. I was in Kevin's inner circle for years, and he is the reason that I started podcasting what was that ladies i don't know what i was saying nathan weller 19 said chair 100 kevin you're a gnome nathan uh ladies nathan is making a reference to a tyler spider sounder we need to synchronize all of our sounders i'm a gnome needs to be on here and on ladies you have a couple i'll fight them needs to be on here and on tyler tyler also has a couple i want to steal there's one that says bubba Booey. there's one that says I'm a gnome. I swear there's another one. Ladies, what is rentai or something? Would you ever hear of this? Rentai? I've not heard of rentai. Is that, is that some sort of a food? Is check, that a soup? Check this out. This is one of the sounders that I love on Tyler Spida's uh, channel. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard this part. This is new. Ladies, I'll tell you when the part I like comes on. Skip ahead here. Oh, there it is! Oh, Oh, here we go. I don't know that part. I just like that. Is that Japanese? This is definitely some sort of anime opening or closing song, and it seems like it rocks and it fits the cartoon pretty well. Uh, it's not as good as Brian, Brian the Sun, My Hero Academia, but it's pretty What do you have on Hero Academia that's better than that? Oh, I love that. That sounds like Jeff, Jeff Hardy's song. What's that one called? That one's called Heroes. Heroes, and it's on what? Uh, Brian the Sun. It's outstanding. Brian the Sun. What the? All right, let's hear it. Here we go. Exactly. So Brian Pillman. It's not even animated. There's no hentai here. Oh, no, that sounds American. I don't like that. I like, oh, wahoo, wahoo. 
That one was even in English, I think. The ladies after uh, we. Oh, yeah. So Kenny Omega is coming out. Your favorite wrestler. Oh, he's back, baby. And up on the screen. He is in a tourist outfit. He has a backpack on, a hat. He's in Japan or something. And he's looking around. Why would that be in your fucking Tron video? And why would that be the very first thing in it? He's going back to his roots. I don't think you understand. He's going back to his roots. He's doing his Terminator entrance. He's the cleaner. He's got chicks with brooms. Everything about this was, like, really grandiose. Wait, what was Terminator about? The I did like, though, during the entrance as the girls danced. He was standing in the other entrance cube as the girls were in the one entrance circle and he was behind the that everything good can be taken a blue away and white splatter is, what design. So is that a cleaner thing what was that blue with white splatter on it to me that was the terminator bit of it was remember when kyle reese would land on earth uh there was a big ball of light all around him and then it kind of disappeared that's what i thought this was is that not this kyle reese are you, are you thinking of arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> Thinking of Kyle Reese, I'm oh. definitely Schwarzenegger was the bad guy, but yeah, he also showed up. No, you're th the second one's the first one. No one watches the first one. <laughs> Nathan Weller 19 said, "Chair 100." What the fuck did you say to me, you little shit? That is another sounder from Tyler Spider's channel that we must steal. Thank you. That's the magic word as well, Nathan. Thank you so much for your chair 100 and for your magic word. Then we hear Jim Ross say, "Yeah, I think Kenny's reinventing himself again." I don't know. It looks the same to me. And then there was a the cleaner lives sign. <laughs> but uh, here's the one different part, ladies. Here's what the cleaner might be, uh, if I can guess. So after he wins, Kenny, he picks up Sunny Kiss to hold up her arms and to show respect. Now, the Kenny Omega up until now would do this to hurt the person. He would set up cheers upside down to kill them and stuff. And the Young Bucks would go, what are you doing? American Kenny's crazy. Japanese, Kevin, uh, Japanese Kenny shows... Of respect. So, Vleeties, is, is this the cleaner Fire part? Firefistus911 just subscribed. All I feel is feelings. Thank you so much, Firefistus. I'm going to give you a proper hug in a moment. I have to get this question out. So, Vleeties, is this the Japanese thing? Over there, are they constantly helping up their opponent after winning and going, good job, and walking away? Is that what makes them the cleaner? Uh, it seemed a little bit like, yeah, the Code of Honor from Ring of Honor, so I don't know where that all came from. But, yeah, it was interesting to watch, like, Hey, Sonny, you did a great job. And even Sonny was like, I lost in two moves. Like, yeah, it really why looked did, like Why did Sonny look like she was, like he had a disease? Like, when he hugged her, Sonny was like, ugh, a straight white male. She hated it. Well, he's bi, so that's not even true. But <laughs> uh, if you got to watch that documentary by Kenny Johnson or whatever his name is. He thinks so, he's bi. He th yeah, he's not sure yet. He's just testing the waters, bro. No, they all yeah. think they're bi is what I mean, ladies. I mean, we're all a little by. I mean, it's not like we're all, oh, what are we all straight? Never. Whether or not we are is another story, but some of us think we are. Yeah, and Kenny Omega is one of those people who right. picks up Sunny Kiss, gives him or her a big hug, celebrates the victory, wants Sunny to celebrate with him. But yeah, if I'm Sunny Kiss, I just lost in two moves. So I don't know all the Kenny Omega gimmick. I just like that he won a squash match and like finally was like, thank you, Kenny. Wrestle and be, be, be Kenny Omega from Japan. Do it. Don't don't have a good match with Alan Angels. I'm not going to make your life that easy, Kenny. I care about your gimmick, and let me know what it is one day. No, your gimmick, gimmicks always suck. Gimmicks yes. are terrible. Hey, quick YouTube video, a little BTE segment. Let me know what a cleaner is. Wouldn't hurt. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, then, <laughs> ladies, please stop talking back. You like <laughs> Kenny too much. You like him more than Ricky Stocks. Oh, then, I love Ricky Stocks. Then we see Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson outside. And Cody says, hey, this is a light heavyweight company. What the fuck is this? Is that a nice way to say none of these kids can wrestle? 
I don't know why he does that. I, and I, he's talking about bulking up. Like, I just don't understand. Why is his hair blonde? Can can Dasha ask him that? And by the way, Dasha looked the most roll tide I've ever seen Dasha look. I mean, that outfit was outstanding. Um, we need more of her on television. But yeah, why is Cody blonde again? Why does he have a fake tan? Why did Arn get out first dressed like everyone's dad? Uh, it's just, <laughs> this was, out of the entire show, uh, this was the only part where I was like, wow, how great are these when Cody has a small part? It's it, in the context of him calling the company light heavyweight. He did say that he's bulking up to get because it's time for him to shift into heavyweight territory. It's just such a weird thing to say. The part about going heavyweight I liked because like weight differences are ignored in wrestling a lot of the time unless the underdog wins. But the idea that a guy's bulking up is great. But to call your company a light heavyweight company was so odd to me. And all, so is like Cody the same heel as the Young Bucks, where they're just they don't understand how patronizing and condescending they are, but they are. I, you know what? We need to watch Dark. I think <laughs> maybe all of these answers are on Dark because I have no fucking clue why the because the Young Bucks are now white meat vanilla baby faces one more time, as we just saw by them getting their leg broke did by the cameraman. Uh, no, the, no, the, ladies. Max Buck was angry after he won because he's still a heel. He did that "fuck you" type of win, you know. Yeah, but that's why. Then he gets his leg broke, did, and it's like I don't oh, know right. what is happening with this company anymore. And yeah, Cody coming out taking a shot, uh, Kenny Omega taking a shot, and then picking up Sunny Kiss. Like you're really great, man. Thanks for the thanks for the match. Like all of it was just like, what is? Why the only? And then it's funny, like the main heel going for the world title, Eddie Kingston. We actually like more than the champion. So maybe they don't know. Maybe like okay, everyone needs to be a heel. Heels are the only thing that people like. Is it possible Kenny Omega only picked up Sonny Kiss and congratulated and put him over over social reasons and Twitter reasons? Like, if he beat Joey Janela that fast, would he bother? But because it's a girl guy that's black and a minority and a double minority, and uh, that now he wants to be like, I like black people. Get over, you gay faggot. Like, is that what he's doing? And I don't think he picks up Joey Janela that same way if he beats Joey Janela. I don't think it's a cleaner move. I think it's a Sonny Kiss-specific move. That's a really good point that I did not think of, but there's a very strong chance that it is that where they're like, okay, you're going to beat Joey. Shit, Joey got COVID. Okay, you're going to fight Sonny, Joey's partner. Ah, I don't want to bury Joe. I don't want to bury Sonny with two moves. Okay, well, why don't you just pick her up after the match and you guys can have a little celebration? I okay, think, uh, let's do it. Yes. It's like, well, he's really thinking, I really want to bury this fag in two moves because it's a joke, but I don't want people to hate me for it and I don't want him to be mad about it and do a shoot interview. Oh, I beat the fag in two moves, so I'll put him over after. It's definitely Sonny Kiss specific, and Kenny Omega won't be picking up his next opponent to tell him how gay they are. Ladies, we see Eddie Kingston back. Backstage, uh, and he says he had to become angry, bitter, and a snake, and he hates who he's become. Because John Moxley said earlier, well, "Don't worry about what I become. What you become is grosser, Eddie." And Eddie said, "I know, but I had to." Then we have Lucha King versus Lucha King, ladies. This was the best part of the night. And this I, was awesome. Yeah, a huge part, I'm sure, of why you were so engrossed in the show as a whole was this great match. First and foremost, any tag team fighting each other is great. Any brother versus brother is great. So right off the bat, I'm hooked. I don't want to know what's going to happen. Now, what I didn't like is this match reaffirmed how overrated Ray Phoenix is and how underrated Pentasaurus is, whatever the fuck his name is. Pentagon <laughs> Zero. Pentagon Zero is so awesome. He's like the greatest luchador I've ever seen. And it's not even close. Like the, the number two luchador is Rey Mysterio just because he has to be. But the one I actually like is going to be the one and only Pentagon Zero. 
And ladies, I know he's chubbier than his brother, but why do the commentators, why do the dirt sheets and you and everybody act like Ray Phoenix is perfect and they just act like his brother's there? No, Pentagon Jr. is an incredible character. He's like what LaParca thought he was. He's like a cool version of LaParca. He's like so creepy and dark with his mouth. His mouth has so much emotion in it. When it opens, I get grossed out. What don't you see in Pentagon, Bleedies, that you see in Ray? <laughs> Penta's my favorite wrestler in a lot of ways on the show. Like, I was even telling, when he lost, I was legit upset. And I even, like, threw my head, I was, I was listening on my headphones, and I threw my headphones out and said, I'm not watching this shit ever again. Like, I had that moment because it was such a good match. It was so set up for Penta El Sato to win. And I even started booking long-term. I was like, we're going to get Penta versus Kenny. And then what if Penta can beat Kenny? And then Penta's going to beat Hangman. And then he bulldozes through that former tag team. You know, like, I was doing this in my head because I was like, why not Pentagon? Why not have Pentagon fight Dean Ambrose and be, like, the first non-traditional white dude to be the champion, bro? Why don't we get a Pentagon championship reign? And this match was great. And you know what I really think it is? And, and this could be complete inside baseball rumor bullshit. Uh, but Pentagon can't speak English. Isn't that is, can't Ray speak like perfect English? Like I saw him having dinner with Johnny, John Morrison the other night. Like Ray Phoenix is like pretty much Ray Mysterio where Pentagon true to Luchador barely speaks in English. Like you can't do it. That makes so, sense. I thought it would be because so, whenever there's some discrepancy on screen from what I think is so obvious, like it's so obvious to me that Pentagon is a way better wrestler character right. than his brother. But when you have to deal with people in real life and your book, it, 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 there's differences. Like, yeah, maybe his language is what's holding him back in some way. It's got to be something besides his amazing character. Yeah. And that's because this entire time, because even after you did the arm break bit, I was ready for package pile driver matches over. That was outstanding. Let's all clap. And then Ray kind of popped up and hit a big move, and it was impressive and it was outstanding, but it left me a little bit hollow. Like, ah, man, why did we got to give Ray Phoenix another victory? Like, because this really was kind of what happened in Impact. This is just kind of what happens is Pentagon gets left behind while yeah, Ray Phoenix. And the Phoenix whole time, gets... Jim Ross is like, I'm telling you, he's the best in the world. Eddie Kingston, best in the world, Ray Phoenix. And we got to hear how great Ray Phoenix is when he's not that good. I'm sure he's a good guy, but his brother's way better, and it's not close. Ray Phoenix is literally dime a dozen. Uh, Pentagon Zero is like unlike any other person I've ever seen. And this matters. I don't know what it's like behind the scenes. He doesn't speak good enough English. Maybe he's a prick. Maybe he just shows up late. He's better than his brother anyway, Bleedies. And yeah, with with the language barrier, he just he is a, a unique looking luchador where he is thicker. I mean, he's not this. He doesn't have the almost six pack like Ray Phoenix. So there is a little bit more that probably Jim Ross or whoever looks at Ray and they see something a little more serious. But I look at Penta as an outstanding in-ring competitor. His char I, I mean, we all watched All Out, like the first All Out. All he had to do was come out and go, Seto, Miedo, and the crowd is going ape shit. And it's like, this guy's outstanding. Why are we holding him back? We should be doing more with him. And I, I mean, I've been saying this about uh, Pentagon. I've been saying this about Santana and Ortiz. There's all of this talent in AEW that's really being suppressed. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it's clearly Tony Khan is something against Latinos. So I, we need to start <laughs> our own company. I think this is just Ray Phoenix being overrated again. And it always seems to have been this way based on what you're telling me. When his brother is the best. Uh, ladies, uh, Ray Phoenix had the only flaw in this match that I saw. And it's when he rolls up his brother 
And before even the two, he just, his brother doesn't even kick out. He rolls him up, then rolls back out of it because he knows there's a spot next. So Ray Phoenix yeah. is the spot monkey piece of shit in the, in the brother tag team. And the real character, the real psychological wrestler, where even his entrance is going to be something you remember for years. I'm not going to remember Ray Phoenix's entrance. He has the same song, by the way. And his entrance is nothing. His brother's is so memorable. It's like Abaddon. By the way, please, Abaddon is wrestling on Dynamite next week. You talk about suppressed talent, we're finally breaking through. She's been stuck on Dark and no longer. But real quick, right. back to this match, ladies. Uh, they had their pissing contest, as Eddie Kingston called it, I think, where they slapped each other on the chest. Always a great moment. Uh, the great Pentagon Zero pulled his glove off slowly and psychologically like a wrestler. Every wrestler moment was... Pentagon here, and we all just missed that. The parts that make it a match, that bring all the spots together, are the guy who should have fucking won, Pentagon Zero. So uh, Penta ends up breaking his brother's arm, like you said. And he yeah. just spends a lot of time like apologizing. I'm about to finish you. I'm sorry, bro. And it, I liked this finish, even though it wasn't the guy I wanted to win. Because Ray Phoenix, with a sudden reversal, after like a buildup of, I'm sorry, but I got to do this after breaking your arm, Ray Phoenix bursts up in a, a flippy reversal into a Canadian destroyer. And that seems to be why people love Ray Phoenix the most, these commentators and everyone, because he does these 619-like moves with the ropes that you've never seen. And they add amazing segues to spots and matches. So they bring matches to another level, and that's an aspect to Ray Phoenix that his brother can't do. But that doesn't make him better than his brother because everything else is lesser. Yeah, and I think an ultimate tell, tell for these two guys is... When household name i'll be well 91 welcome to the sub club uh but i would like to say uh just watch uh the first season of lucha underground pentagon has a match with vampiro with like 50 year old vampiro and they have a great match because it isn't flip i mean there are flips but it's not this like spot monkey fest it really is psychological two characters going at it and it works and pentagon is really good at having these matches and again, maybe in this, I hate that it might be this, Vampiro speaks Spanish. So it could be if he's in there with somebody who speaks English, he doesn't have the same matches. But I've watched those Young Bucks matches. They're outstanding. Now, I don't yeah. know if the Bucks speak Spanish. They probably do. But that match was, I mean, he's had good matches with English speakers. I don't know why yeah, we're show, still Try to show me a time. bad match with Pentagon. There isn't one. There's something politically happening. And it, that's where the language barrier can come in more than even in a match. In a match, your body can tell the other guy what to do in a lot of ways. Uh, it's something behind the scenes with this guy, and it needs to be overlooked. It needs to be forgiven, whatever it is. Ladies, John Silver and Coca Banner are backstage with Alex <laughs> Marvez. For some reason, Alex Reynolds gets to talk first. I didn't even bring his name up because he doesn't matter, and he sucks. After right. Alex Reynolds talks, Colt talks, and Colt says it's his mission to be the world champion of AEW. Then John Silver says, I don't even like you, but you're going to be the champion. Because there's pressure on all of us. We're going to be the tag champs, and you're going to be the world champ because Mr. Brodely wants it. So uh, what I like about this, Fleeties, is uh, that the Dark Order, the comedy version, has typically been on BTE. I don't watch Dark, maybe on there. But John Silver in the comedy Dark Order hasn't really gotten a lot of featuring on Dynamite. They've still kind of just been the cult with the scary leader. Are we going to get funny Dark Order now all the time? It does seem as though ever since the Wardlow bit on BTE that, that I watched, I, I don't watch BTE very often, so when I did see them hitting on Wardlow, that was outstanding, and it seems like since then they are getting put out more and more on Dynamite. And 
I did. I enjoyed this as well. I liked watching John Silver flexing, like while everyone was talking, and then yeah, Colts talking about how there's no pressure. It's like pressure. You're under pressure. Like you know, it was it was it was a fun backstage bit, and I really really enjoyed it. And it got me more excited for Colts match. Got me more excited for the Dark Orders match. And I know that I've been kind of critical of the Dark Order, but this was like I love that they have the recruitment specialist shirts. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and they're they're two fun characters on this this you know dark order ladies we get to see colt cabana versus adam page after now i missed this because i went to make my smoothie that i didn't finish Ayako, i'm so hungry because i didn't finish my smoothie uh i'm just letting Ayako know ladies she's my future wife and she takes care of me and buys me mcdonald's all the time now all the time, every show, it ends with this. But, Vlitis, uh, what happened during Colt Cabana versus Adam Page? Anything memorable? I was making that smoothie. Uh, this match wasn't super memorable. It was fine. It was a good match. You know what? And I hate to be this guy. And you made the video. We need Colt Cabana and AEW. It kind of just felt like this was a really good Sunday Night Heat match. Like, <laughs> it just wasn't anything super spectacular. It was just two guys. You had a tryout? <laughs> In my opinion, Adam Page really looked like he was really stepping down by wrestling Colt and the way the match kind of worked. So I really think that Adam Page still looks good. Hit his buckshot lariat. We'll go for it. Get to win. Uh, but it did seem a little odd to have Colt in this match rather than a Mr. Brody. Ayako Akiyama. Well, Brody Lee's going for the TNT title for some reason, Vladis. Uh, Ayako Akiyama said, even John Silver said that during their backstage promo, like it was normal. Oh my God, we just heard the magic word. Oh my God, is it Ayako, Tyla? Is it Ayako? Yeah, backstage when John Silver's yelling at Colt, John Silver yells, we're going to be tag champs, you're going to be world champ, and Mr. Brody Lee's going to be TNT champ. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you say this? Uh, Ayako Akiyama said, Pride 100. My checkout screen is ready. Just waiting for the best time, senpai. I am not senpai, ladies. I'm too stupid. Ayako's way smarter than me, and I think she knows that. Maybe senpai is ironic. Uh, well, isn't senpai just below sensei? So she's the sensei. Does that make you the senpai? Well, no, no. What? I thought senpai is as high as it gets. Um, no, I don't know. Shit, I never took uh, karate. Well, one thing's for sure. Ayako is my sensei. Uh, thank you so much, Aiko Akiyama. You're an angel. You had a tryout? Pride 100 right back to you. Tyler Spida said try hard 100. You are correct. Th that's not fair. Bleedies, every time the magic word is Aiko. I think it was Aiko the other day when Nathan picked one. So, but Tyler Spida confirmed that the beautiful Aiko is the magic word. Yeah, Aiko has to be the magic word. He says we're correct. Every time you said it, I heard it. Uh, so I'm glad that it, I'm glad we got it solved and we got it solved. We're not even talking no, about no, this the is event. far from solved because you aren't letting it breathe. You're not saying it right. Here you guys say, ah, oh. it's like Fandango. Get it. I, oh, I ruined the bit. Uh, he lost the title. He lost his title tonight. So moving on to NXT. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Did he? What happened to Fandango? Brizongo lost the belt. She didn't read what broken freaking neck wrote in the freaking chat. He spoiled NXT for me. I'm never going to watch it now. And he pretty much just let me know that my favorite team, Brizongo, lost to Oni Lockin. Oh, I forgot they were the champs. So the guy from Boston had to beat the other guy from Boston. Fandango's a real mass hole. Fandango is a great episode of the Colcabana podcast. And I know that that sounds shocking, but like six years ago, that show was good. I swear to God, six years ago. I know he stopped doing it uh, five years ago, but uh, still, six years ago, it's pretty good. He, does, he still what? does it somewhere. He just doesn't release it. Really? 
Absolutely. Still doing it. Uh, me and the girl ref from AEW didn't know that. Sylvie Lee, Cocabana lost to Hangman in a match I assume no one is going to consider memorable. Then we have a Snowpiercer commercial. This show looks fucking awesome, except for the CGI train. But, Vladis, how come we're not watching Snowpiercer? Um, I like Jennifer Connelly and all, but something about this show just didn't seem like it was going to be episodic. I, I need to see the next episode. I need, I need to see the next episode. So uh, I will bring this up. If anyone hasn't downloaded the Peacock app, uh, <laughs> Yellowstone is on there, seasons one and two. I think I'm going to fall into this Yellowstone. Ooh, is that on Quibi? It's not, you know what, R.I.P. Quibi, we called it, everyone called it. I don't know why investors put millions of dollars into a fancier YouTube. I don't, I'll never understand that. Why'd they name it after a dick? A Quibi is a dick. I thought we all knew that. I, I didn't know Quibi meant anything but Velveteen Dream's dick. But I thought the concept would be successful because kids are so dumb. And that's what it's based in. We spent $1.75 billion on kids being dumb and how they're ADD and we don't give them Ritalin anymore. We give them apps. And now this is like TV in 10 minutes. Like it all made sense to me. And I'm kind of surprised it didn't work without dumb kids are. Yeah. And, and I don't get that either. I don't understand why. Oh, and I was just brought up Hero of Sin is correct. If you download the Peacock app, you can go premium. And if you go premium, make sure you, make sure you use promo code VLEADIES for 10% off. Thank you. Yet, oh, go ahead. I, oh, I was going to say, you're so right with uh, kids have this short attention span. So they're like, how can we make, how can we make a, an expensive version of TikTok, of YouTube? We just want people to watch a little bit and then move to the next thing. Little kids aren't going to watch Chrissy Teigen. Pretend to be a judge. They're not going to watch Kevin Hart and John. Take a look at this. Sabu, Rob Van Dam style move as mankind climbs to the top rope. And, oh, super kick to the chair right into the face. Ladies, I have to cut you off because B-Wall has now played two sounders because B-Wall didn't get a proper thank you after the one a minute ago. And I was going to thank you, B-Wall, but Bleedy's interrupted me. Thank you so much, B-Wall91, for playing two of our greatest sounders. Wait till we get new ones. Bleedy's, all the free ones that Tyler has, I'm going to charge for. <laughs> yeah, there are going to be way more. That, although that Titanic flute during Tyler's stream is a little fun. I do like that. That one's going to be 750 bits. Yeah, I would like to have everyone be giving us 750 bits every time, and then they just have it on the constant loop with zero delay in between being able to play it. Because I love when it's just a madness of flutes during a Tyler spite of basketball game. And Tyler gets a finder's fee of 50 bits per play. So that's why they're so expensive. It's because of Tyler. Ladies, I'm going to watch Snowpiercer and tell you what you're missing. Don't worry. I forgot Thanks. when it starts, but there's a premiere coming. Oh, wow. All the premieres are happening. Raw, SmackDown, Snowpiercer. Then we had Taz with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. We already watched this. You liked it. I don't want to talk about it again. Then we have Jericho. Uh, but what about this? Ricky Starks promised he would put Darby in the grave. Wasn't that a little much? That was a little much. Uh, although Darby was hanging out with and uh, it did kind of seem like Darby's looking to find that grave relatively early. See, and it's not a little much in a good way. It's a little much in a way we know he can't do and wouldn't do. Ricky Starks, you talking cliches and over speakings. And to say you're going to put someone in a grave, you're just lying to me. Uh, you're not Undertaker, and he ain't AJ Styles, and the match won't be that good. Uh, Jericho and MJF are at dinner, ladies. And Velma, or Thelma, is the waitress. I'm very intrigued with your thoughts on this because you don't have the patience for this shit. Like when Jericho and Mox were giving each other jackets, you were like, this should be four minutes shorter. I hate every moment, every improv moment. Now this I loved so much. 
It was a musical. All right, ladies, let's get to it. So we start with them at dinner, arguing over who's going to have the rarest steak. They keep reordering their order to make it even rarer than the order than the other guy made. But the problem is, is as MJF, MJF is being rude to Thelma, calling her the wrong word, the wrong name, and while he keeps repeating his order, Thelma loves it. Like, Jericho's more offended for Thelma than Thelma. Thelma's smiling and laughing at every joke, even though it's trashing her. So that kind of took me out of the beginning. Uh, the musical made me forget it. But what do you think of them ordering, Vleeties? I think it was Velma. It might have been Thelma. But yeah, Velma, cancel my first order. I would like a st- I would like. I, I like how they would order a steak, porterhouse, 20 ounce. Like, just so, I, I don't know if that was the exact order, but the way they ordered it. Because normally when I'm ordering, it's like, I'll have the 8 ounce steak. They were going, I'll have the steak, 20 ounce. With a baked potato. That was crazy. 20 ounces of steak, please. I thought that must have been a muscle order. Like, who gets 20 ounces of raw steak? I guess when you're with Jericho and your MJF, you got to up it a little bit, right? 20 is a lot. So, I mean, if you go to the Big Texan Steak Ranch in Amarillo, Texas, you're looking at a 72-ounce <laughs> steak. And if you eat it, you get it for free. Uh, I'm go- I usually order the 8-ounce when I'm going out because I also get the rolls. I get the salad. So I'm impressed that they're immediately like 20 ounce. Like, that's a lot. Like, the steak I had tonight was, I think, 13. And I didn't what? even eat the whole thing. I get, I get a pack of steaks, petite, what is it called? Uh, top sirloin. And I get, steak. like, what is it, a pound, and that's four servings. I have four ounces of steak at a time. What, what is wrong with you people? Uh, you're just not a man like myself and MJF. We need pounds of meat per time. Per sitting. No, you need and a baked potato. On that, yeah. To media, rare. Thelma, please Thelma, strike my right. last order. I would like a 20-ounce porterhouse steak with a baked potato on the side. There you and go. I'm going to need that. That's what you need. Rare. Still rare. with the 20 ounces with a baked potato. Velma. By the way, 20 ounces of steak order, does not show up. Steak, 20 ounces, baked potato on the side, and I like that cooked blue. Blue. A.K.A. extra Dead. bloody rare. So let's get to the part that I love the most. And I want to hear if they lost you here or not. But first, let's see it. So they're having this conversation, negotiation, if you I will. was in Kevin's inner circle for years, and he is the reason that I started podcasting. Thank you so much, B-Wall. They just played a sounder. Let's hear what B-Wall has to say. B-Wall said, Shamrock 100, mass holes are the realest motherfuckers. B-Wall fucking knows. B-Wall, were you here when I played the video of the mass holes in front of the bar? And they said, faggot? That's what we say. Massholes still say faggot. You're not going to fucking govern us from California, Internet. All right? The Internet's for all of us. So we're saying faggot over here. And if anything, we're going to make you say it instead of you making us not say it. By the end of the 2029 season, everyone will be saying faggot again before I stop. All right, here we go. Sticks to the wall. Oh, this is great. Ladies, out of nowhere, their negotiation turns musical. This was like when Joss Whedon made a Buffy musical episode. Chris. I mean, come on, just picture it, us, together. (laughs) Fuck Sammy Guevara. Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be Sammy doing the stuff with Jericho? Then we came along? I remember that. (laughs) Hey, Sammy, remember when you hugged Jericho and then I came along? That was awesome. Clings <laughs> to the sea, like you'll never get rid of your shadow. 
Chris, you'll never and get. MJF is such a good singer that you just think it's not even him at first, you know? Hurry but up. then when you hear Jericho's voice, you're like, oh, it's really their voices. Let all the others fight and fuss. Whatever happens, we've got us. And it grows, Bleedies, into a song about my shadow and me. My shadow and me. How great was this, Bleedies? So uh, I, I was sitting there and I was like, what? Is, so my initial thing was, what is happening? And my cousin pointed out that she loved watching me watch this. Because I had the mouth like open, just puzzled, confused, but riveted. Could not look away. Didn't want to turn it off. Didn't want it to stop. And it was fascinating. We, and we, we talk about, we, we give Jericho a lot of shit. And we kind of point out like, oh, this was, Jericho had his hands all over this. He had his hands all over this. His hands all over this. With this one, I feel like we're all going to remember the very first musical in wrestling. Yeah was Jericho. I mean, I thought this was hilarious. I thought it was very, very well done, oddly. Uh, and it was kind of proven MJF is a better singer than our good friend of Fozzie. Uh, I really enjoyed this segment. I, I couldn't look away. And I like that it's kind of turning it. Now we have a town hall next week. See if we can get MJF into the inner circle. I think we should just abolish the inner circle and just start a new thing, MJF and Jericho. Ladies, real wrestling fans already knew MJF was a great oh, singer. You think it's a little weird thing? Do he he does need a ukulele though, but here's him singing solo. Sing. It's like people here. Okay. Okay. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe. In yesterday, we're closer than ripples that play in a brook. So wherever you say find Rhea Ripley and Dana Brooke, find him, you'll find me just the closer to recliner thrown at Hody's forehead, guys. me, we're closer than snakes are. What risk takers, bleedies? Is this not taking a chance? And when you have MJF and Jericho. People that the internet loved, wrestling loved anyway, and then they go out and do something that the internet hates. How amazing. And then they make it great. Like, all these two have to do is just talk to each other, and everyone's going to come hard. But they're doing a musical, something the wrestling fans are not going to want to see on their WWE alternative. This is, like, worse than a food fight to these people. And it is so good. And, and you, you, that's a good way to say it. They are risk takers. They really are putting themselves out there and trying something completely random, completely something that wrestling fans would not expect. Wow. Uh, I thought it was outstanding. Really enjoyed it. And yeah, you're right. We could have, all they had to do was be in the same room and we're like, we love Jericho. We love MJF. So it seemed like that was all they had to do. But instead, musical number. Nobody saw it coming. I thought it was great. Grass. We're closer than Cody's to a jackass. What is that line? Where I thought he was going to talk about Cody's eyes being too close together or something. But we're closer than Cody is to his jackass. Is that what he said? I think to a jackass. What? Like he's he's pretty much a jackass. So that's what he's like. Oh, that line sucks. MJF's been carrying Jericho for months now. 
And I love how like uh, blown up Jericho gets. He turns pink and he's sweating, and <laughs> and MJF's fresh the whole time. They're fucking lip syncing, and Jericho gets blown up. <laughs> we stick together like glue, and when it's sleeping time, that's when we rock. We start to swing, swing to the sky. Our clocks don't chime. What a surprise! They, they ring. Best part right here. Boom! Drop those idiots. They just made girls take back bumps. They should have put a sound effect in when the girls hit the ground. Till I'm with you. It's about how they blow each other. We wind up at dailies and then the fourth floor. Life is gonna be we What's the fall flaw, ladies? How come everything Jericho says makes no sense? The fourth floor. Oh. I think that steakhouse is on the fourth floor of Daly's place. Oh, that's where BTE films do. Yeah, they love to go through Bailey's place and act like they're cool. All they do is messy it up too. Like you can tell Bailey's place isn't supposed to have backpacks on the floor and like papers on the floor chairs everywhere it's just slobby wrestlers making everything messy under tony khan's dime and they have no idea how messy they are can you guys even nyla rose is a big sloppy man can you guys get some divas in there to clean up oh, my shadow and me they don't even need an inner circle anymore, Bleedies. They have one pink, out of breath, blown up guy in his shadow. It's just two guys. <laughs> Great part right here, too. Hey, Chris. It ain't Who's done. Maxwell? Would you do me a favor? What do you want now? Would you mind taking it one more time? Can you from catch the your breath? Top? No, from the ending. Wonderful. And you can tell that's some inside joke to something they wrote this after. Felides, it's some Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin thing. I don't have to get it. I just have to love it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, it was outstanding. I enjoyed this bit. And I kind of want to see more of it in a weird way. But I don't think they should ever go back to it. From the chat, Hero of Sin, Jericho has the brother love face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank he you does so much. Have a little bit of a brother love look. Oh. I have grit. Thank you so much, Hero of Sin. Also, was that B Wall? I think that was B Wall. B Wall 91 said, Chair 100. Jericho looks like he just finished Ultimate Warrior's entrance. Oh, he's all blown up. Like, what was Warrior's? How do I not remember? Jim Helwig. Like, Jim Helwig was. Now I want to bring up Jim Helwig videos. Validius, remember when he made like a six part shoot on Hulk Hogan and then died? Ultimate Warrior is the best ever. He ran his own like gym. And he was training people in a great video I put on Twitter. Because Ultimate Warrior swears a lot, and I like that. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck you. I don't know what he was saying. But he was motivating them. So I love a Jim Helwig motivational fuck you. Yeah, he does have a way of doing that. And yeah, a lot of those videos, I mean, didn't he also bash gay people? Didn't he tell them that they can get out of that? They can fix it? Yes. So yeah, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of Ultimate Warrior that is... is uh. I mean, wow. Ladies, there's no gay gene. I used to think there was a gay gene. On WAR in like 2008, I argued with Anthony Saunders saying, because Anthony Saunders was talking about gay being a choice. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm a big lib retard. It's not a choice. I couldn't just do this if I wanted. Oh, I could. It is a choice. The behaviors are a choice. The, added, the way they act is a choice. There's no gay gene. 
Ladies, we can all blow a guy. It's not this big fucking thing you have to be born to do. Also, B-Wall 91. I'm not yelling at you, ladies. I'm yelling at Anthony Saunders. Yeah, I was like, jeez. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. B-Wall 91. Look, my McDonald's isn't here and I'm hangry. Uh, B-Wall 91 said, Shamrock 100. Jericho is a dry junk, drunk. I think Jericho's a wet drunk, Felitas. He's pretty. He's he has alcohol flowing through him at all times. He's a rock star. Uh, yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> he definitely seemed a little buzz. I, I they had to have have. They got a little sauce for this, right? Doing a musical number on a wrestling show, you have to get a little bit buzzed to go out there and really give your best performance. The great villain AJG said, "What's up, Kevin? What it do, villain? I'm just doing TWFS. We're almost done, though." I, w I hope you were here, villain. Also, I just saw that Hero of Sin redeemed Make Me Flex, ladies. These are redeemed with Baumflagori points, and I think there are more queued up. Hero of Sin, thank you so much for spending your Wednesday with us. Fire Fist Ace 911, redeem Make Me Flex. Also, JT here. Ladies, these used to be impressive like two months ago, but I haven't worked. Oh, they look good now. Ladies, I think I just had to get some, what's it called, bulk? What's it called when you have your veins or uh, have blood flowing through them after a workout? Well, you're getting pumped, pumped, but you're just very vascular right now. Yeah, I got my pump on, so now my flexes look good. JT, thank you for helping me get my pump on. And those flexes are for your Bound for Glory points that are earned and redeemed in the Twitch chat. Felides, Felma brings them their stakes after the musical, them being MJF and Jericho, and they're raw. They showed up blue, and they both had to send them back. Uh, all in all, I love uh, my. I love when they dropped girls on their back and did a musical. It is an AEW highlight. It should have been on the anniversary of Jericho and the anniversary of Dynamite. Those both should have been the same night. Ladies, then we have Britt Baker, your favorite. She fought Kyrie King, and Tony Schiavone just said, <laughs> "This was so great. It was like so out of place." And even uh, your boy Excalibur was like, uh, "He goes." Super kick party! No, he went. What the hell? Tony kick goes. Uh, Tony. Tony Schiavone said, she's a domineering bitch. That's what she is. <laughs> and it just made yeah. all the commentators uncomfortable. <laughs> I love Tony. He got naked with Britt last week. Uh, he got massages with her. Britt threw a, threw a uh, towel on his balls. And now tonight he's calling her a domineering bitch. They have such a love-hate relationship. No, I, I definitely, <laughs> that caught me by surprise too. It was like, a, ooh. like I didn't know we were just going to start saying that whenever we wanted uh, yeah, what's well, kind of an interesting moment? Britt Baker looks outstanding, by the way. She's clearly the women's champion. I don't care who has the belt. After the match, what a fucking look in her eyes. And she's looking at the camera like, what's taking so long around here? I know I was injured, but fuck this. Like, she just looked like she hated the world and she was better than the world. And then when she left the ring and the, just her walking around, she looks bulkier. She has like a Charlotte size to her now, thickness. Is this new? Did she somehow use injured time to get in better shape because usually you show up skinnier because you couldn't work out right uh no she looks great she definitely did bulk up she just looks i i love it kevin i, <laughs> I, I mean her, she still has a chewy nose i don't want to display my toxic masculinity but i love it you're in love with her because you ignore faces ladies faces are more important than bodies to me a fat girl can be sexier than brit if she doesn't have that Junos that brit has so Britt Baker wins with what Jim Ross called her unique version of the mandible claw because he loves WWE. Then, Valides, we find out that <laughs> Abaddon is on Dynamite next week. I can't wait. Do you remember Abaddon? I told you all about her. I called her the greatest re women's wrestler of all time after seeing the first match. Oh, wait, no. Ronda was number one. Abaddon, I think, was number two or three. 
But she got on the top five in one match. And now that she's coming back to Dynamite, we can show those naked pictures of her. Yeah, I I enjoyed um I enjoyed Abaddon when we first saw her on Dynamite. And it seems like it's been months. Like they really don't have any actual plans for her. So I'm excited to see what they do now, now that they're at least saying, hey, next week she's going to be on the show because I know she's been on Dark. I have to find the pictures of her and the pink ribbon and nothing else, ladies. Because people don't know that Abaddon is a cam whore, a big nerd who shows her tits. They think she's a goth girl. And I, have pi I can't finish to these pictures because there's no nipple or vagina. Unlike the new Misha Tate leaks, ladies, Misha Tate just keeps giving. We've had two drops of leaks and now there's a third one. And her vagina's in them. So, I mean, uh, with things like that existing, Abaddon has left a lot to my imagination. But you still have to see it one day. Maybe I'll wait till next week when she officially debuts to show you. Oh, here's, oh, Brandy Rhodes. Why is Brandy Rhodes popping up in my search? Wow. All right, enough of this, Fleeties. I hate her. Don't make me like her. Then we see Steve-O with Darby Allen. Is this the last thing that happened, Vleeties? Because it's the last thing on my notes. Uh, Steve-O is at a half pipe, filmed in black and white, <laughs> with Darby Allen at the top of it in a body bag. And Darby Allen says, this is Johnny Knoxville, and this is called the body bag rolling. And then we went, what, what's the jackass song? Yeah, get the ukulele. I'm going to learn that on the uke for every time Darby Allen does an awesome stunt. Vleeties, there was a time in my life as a wrestling fan when wrestlers that hurt themselves got my respect like that's why mick foley made a whole career off this we right. loved mick foley because he was doing spots that the rick flares thought were too risky that's why we liked it because when you hurt yourself in a match it made us think you liked wrestling more than the other wrestlers did when safe wrestlers went out there like randy orton who won't even do a drop kick because he can't hurt his shoulder again like we don't respect those people even though they're considered the best we like the mick foley's the darby allen's the Abdul of the Butchers, the people who are going to bleed the most and jump from the highest spot. Now, New Jack, I still never liked. Kind of weird. Now, having said that, Vleeties, I'm an adult now, and I don't know if I still feel that way. And the body bag roll-in doesn't have enough relevance to anything else. Like, it has nothing to do with Ricky Starks. Then again, Brian Cage did put him in a body bag and throw him. So is this just to show that no matter what you do to me in a body bag, it won't hurt? Like, well, is the body bag going to be in his next match? Well, why was it back? I don't know what is going on with Darby Allen. I'm still not a huge fan of his. I know when he comes out, sometimes it's exciting. Um, I don't care. I feel like when this, when I saw this start, I looked away. I only caught like glimpses of it from the kitchen. I had no reason to watch this. It wasn't going to be relevant. This is clearly to post on Twitter. So Steve-O's followers check out the product, and I don't give a fuck. Now, even though I don't really get it myself and I could see many flaws in it, if I'm commentating it, I'd say, this guy can't get hurt. He likes the like, shit like that. But instead, Jim Ross goes, well, that doesn't look like fun. I'm sorry, that just doesn't look like fun. So he just thought it didn't look fun as opposed to it being some impressive feat or stunt. Which Household is, name? Which is what the commentator would hopefully have been saying instead in that moment. Brady is a boss. Thank you so much. He just subscribed. That's a good way to say it. This is Brady's fifth month as a subscriber. And Ayako was so happy with it and how he said it that she just played a sounder. Thank you, Ayako, for the 100 bits. Thank you, Brady is a boss, for five months. That's a lot of days, Vleeties. That's like 190 days. No, it's the most days. That's a lot of days. Brady is a boss. You did it. We appreciate you. I love you, Brady. I love you more than Dobby. 
but I'd like to see Brady put a body bag on and roll down something. Brady, do something, do a stunt for us. Validius, what's Darby's next stunt? Uh, Darby's next stunt is going to be against Ricky Stocks. No, isn't he fighting at full gear? Isn't Darby versus Cody supposed to be like the big full gear TNT title match? Is it? Because Ricky Starks isn't acting like... He is. That's why Ricky Starks was mad earlier, right? Does that mean Ricky's yeah. going to ruin the match? Um, I'm not sure, but I can only hope so. What was the tag match, Fleeties? I do remember seeing a bunch of tag teams in the ring and hating it. Was that the last thing that happened tonight? Because it's not in my notes. It was, yeah. Young Bucks, Private Party, uh, Reynolds and Silver, and the Butcher and the Blade. And I thought the Butcher and the Blade had Bunny back with them, right? This yes. was a clusterfuck. I had almost no interest. Uh, the private party is just the young Hardys. I guess that's their gimmick. Um, I, I We all knew who was going to win. Why is it the main event of the show? FTR was, was on commentary, please. That's why. And they even brought up the young Hardys thing that you said about private party when they took a chance that went wrong. Also, uh, what happened? Something with FTR. God, they were on commentary saying a couple good things. It's weird that I forgot the whole segment happened, but some details fall through. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I looked at this whole thing like we already knew what was going to happen. Why have Tully Blanchard be like the timekeeper and like all masked up and like hidden? Because you and I were watching this together and you were like, is that CM Punk? <laughs> like we were, I was at least thinking like, who are they bringing in? Who are they bringing in? And I was, is it Enzo? Like who would they bring in? Like what's the point? of having somebody disguised. No, just Tully. Just their guy. No big whoop. It would have been better if Tully just came out as Tully because Tully hasn't done shit in months, so we wouldn't expect him to do anything. So the second he gets involved, we'd be just as shocked. Yeah, we don't need him to dress up like a janitor or a cleaner like Randy Orton, okay? And uh, the girls with brooms weren't even out there, so this made no sense. Validis, this was the end? Max Buck this won. Was the end. Yeah, Max Buck won. He got his leg broke, did. And oh, yeah, fuck. That's the second time you reminded me of that. It was a shock because you were saying earlier, these are our heels, but they're getting their legs broken. What is going on here, Vladis? Help me out. I am unsure why we need to break the legs of the heels um, it's because they're fighting the other heels. now. So uh, I'm, I'm really I know that Matt, Matt, uh, what's his name? I was going to say Matt Jones. I know that Matt Jones has done this several times throughout his career where he will have like a an injury that he can put into matches for the next several months. This leg injury is obviously going to be a huge part of full gear. Uh, and it's going to be an easy way for FTR to win them. Well, you did pick Max Buck as the tag team of the decade. So that little, that was a great little gem you pulled out that proved you might've actually watched one of their matches. I haven't. So I'm just going to take your word for this. Uh, Validis, we got through all of dynamite. And it was better watching it than reviewing it, was it not? Then we got to talk about the Raw, which was awesome. And it's always better than reviewing it, because Raw for two weeks has been awesome. Felidis Deontay Wilder's on Raw with AJ Styles. Elias did a concert with Jeff Hardy as his guitarist. The Fiend and Retribution had an eight-man tag. And there's a new Raw open that only I like. So WWE is going great so far. SmackDown doesn't need to count. Although Montez Ford is pound-for-pound pound best tag team wrestler in the world. Ladies, tonight we started the AEW title eliminator on this season premiere of Dynamite. Mox did his produced promo. Eddie Kingston cut one back later. Sonny Kiss was repulsive and got buried. And Cody Rhodes got to watch us a musical that we watched by MJF and Jericho. All in all, I'd give this a much better grade than any Dynamite in recent memory. Every week we've, we'd had to leave with a threat that next week we're going to watch NXT. This is it. 
Well, ladies, I think for the rest of the year, I'm watching AEW just because of this one episode. The tournament helped tremendously. Having a tournament is exciting. It does bring back the, and I've been saying this for a while, singles competition in AEW really has been nothing. It really isn't much. It's like Moxley's the only guy, and he's been fighting with Lance Acha and Brian Cage and just kind of this vanilla, well, we got to have a heavyweight division. And maybe Cody, maybe that's why he's fighting these really big guys. Cody's in charge of booking, and Cody's like, "No, it's the heavyweight title, heavyweights huh? only." And like, I don't know, like it just hasn't been fun. So having a tournament at least gives me some hope that we're gonna get some new exciting matchups for that AEW World Championship. Even though Kingston is gonna be an exciting match, I still look at it like, well, I mean, Moxie's obviously gonna bury him. In the chat, B Wall said, "I work with Dave Park from Abington." Was he an F-word in high school, Kevin? I don't remember Dave Park. I hated high school <laughs> in Abington. I remember none of those people. The lead is, I went to Rockland High School first, and Abington was next to Rockland in the South Shore, Massachusetts, right? My older brother grew up in Abington, and all his friends were there. So their younger brothers knew me and liked me until they really knew me, right? So all my friends went to Abington, and I was stuck in Rockland. And I begged my mom, let's just use Lisa's address. Let me go to Abington like Jim. Finally, she lets me, and for like a month, I'm the most popular kid in school. And so one by one, each person had to get to know me and hate me. It's the story of my life, ladies, whether it's Abington, Massachusetts, Australia, South Australia. W people think they love me until they know me. Uh, once they get deeper underneath that exterior, are you saying that's when it's all over? Yeah, yeah. So basically, B-Wall works with someone who hates me and thinks I'm a loser, and I don't remember them. So I don't know who Dave Park is, but I bet they hate me, ladies. Uh, no, I think Dave Park is is the worst, and I think you were right for pouring soup on him that one time. Oh, that's right. No, I got soup poured on me, all right? that Who in high school gets soup poured on their head? Me. That's how bad my high school years were. I was bullied, but I deserved it. Ladies, what a goddamn night we had. We have B-Wall. We have Hero of Sin. Brady is a boss resubscribed at his fifth month, and we had subscriptions from the likes of What's geezy? Wait, he cheered. Ladies, what were our subscriptions? I think B-Wall was one of them. I, I have to do some scrolling. Brady is the boss went through uh, again. Um, See, I said that one. Uh, thank you, Ayako, for your cheers. Thank I you, Nathan. B-Wall. B-Wall was one of them. You're going to watch Raw whether you like it or not because you're a mark. Ayako Akiyama said Pride 100. Hell in a cell. What, me versus Dave Park? Me versus Park, Park, and Park? Oh, I'm bringing the piss out on him, bleedies. I got the inter... I forget what that stands for. Uh, <laughs> thanks again, B-Wall. Thank you, Fire Fist Ace. He subscribed. He resubscribed. Uh, also, What's Geezy was cheering tonight. BFN was cheering. It's been an amazing night. We had some followers today as well. Uh, Ehan Cock, a big bowl of chips, the Punisher Lion, Dan Vega, Chump Cham, and Cornet Face, and OG... OG what the fuck? OGJF, <laughs> all followed today. So a very successful day for the TWFS Twitch, Fleeties. If you're on the podcast, all this is free, but it's just audio. The video is also live and free on Twitch. But if you want to see the archive, subscribe. Subscribing also gives you access to the Discord, where I'm doing a Hell in a Cell companion Sunday. In the words of Aiko Akiyama, Hell in a Cell. That is Sunday. I'll be on Discord watching it with you guys. Then I'm doing a fourth hour here on Twitch. Uh, right afterwards. So, Vlidis, pay-per-view weekends are the best, and we get one this weekend. 
And you know what? We're also getting some Impact Wrestling. I'm not going to watch that, Nathan, no matter how much you beg. I'm not watching uh, Bound for Glory, which used to be a huge deal. But now, Rich Swan versus Eric Young is the main event of a Bound for Glory. I'm saying that out loud. I'm not watching that. Molly's barking. I think food's here. Also, Vleeties, uh, oh, fucking hell. Shut up, Molly. Subscribestar.com slash TWFS for YouTube videos that were ripped from us by Susan, the CEO of YouTube. Uh, there be many of them. Over 100 are now up on Subscribestar. And I got to start finding lost folders if there's more. I swear all the videos are up, but I'll keep looking. All right, Vleeties, you are back tomorrow. You had a tryout? Real Vleeties is the Twitch. Uh, make sure you see Vleeties tomorrow when he's live. And also, you were live last night. Vleeties, I'm going to get the door real quick. Go grab the door. I will inform the people that tomorrow, I know Geezy was in the chat. I hope he's still here. Uh, we are going to be watching the debate because there is a debate. And uh, that means we are going to start early because the debate comes on at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So instead of going live at 9, we're going to go live shortly before the beginning of the debate, maybe even 15 to 30 minutes early. Uh, so just keep an eye. Make sure you're following me. Twitch.tv slash We're going to watch the debate. Uh, where are, maybe we will if for some reason I feel like torturing myself and watching Impact from Tuesday. Maybe we could talk a little bit about the upcoming Bound for Glory. But we also have Thursday Night Football. There's a, a delicious looking bag of McDonald's. He got the Jay Balvin meal. I know it. Ladies, I just spilt my smoothie all over my carpet, and it's all over a phone. I forgot. It's on my shoes. The bag was so big, ladies, that it knocked everything over. But that is not a complaint because Ayako Akiyama just ordered the biggest bag ever. Is there even anything in it? I think she just ordered a bunch of bags. Look at this. Put it in the biggest bag you have and send him two cheeseburgers. Look what's poking out, ladies. That looks like another Happy Meal. Oh, my God. We get to unbox it. This is better than when my weed delivery. I would like the what kids' the meal with chicken fingers and a small coffee. The great uh, Gilbert Medina has just placed his order, and he wants a kids' meal. Let me see what's in here. With, where is it? With... You got a kid's meal. Chicken fingers. And there's apples in there. And a small coffee. <laughs> yes, ladies. I got a small coffee. That's the best part of that dumb order she made. Not Aiko. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda. Rhonda's made the dumb order. Aiko made a great one. I, I really don't understand that. I really don't understand the coffee with a kid's meal. I know, I know the kid's meal technically is less calories. But then when you're throwing in the coffee, it just was like... You got to feel really awkward ordering that. And she orders it really condescendingly. I swear this is one but a bite of fries, please. Look at this. Though that's, that's an insult. That's bullshit. This used to be America. Are you fucking kidding me? They're all fucking gone. Yeah. One there bite. They go. They're gone. One bite. Fries oh, are gone. One fucking bite. Fries. That's what you're ordering, Rhonda? That's what you're ordering? Yes. Got, yeah, Rhonda. I'm going to wash that down with coffee, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Rinse those uh, fried potatoes with a little bit of coffee. little premium roast from McDonald's. Ladies, I'm missing like half my teeth, so I don't even chew most of my food. That's why mushrooms come out of my ass. All right, so we also have a drink here, ladies. I don't have to chew that. Oh, there you go. You got a beverage to go with the coffee. That's outstanding. What the hell is this? A milk or something? Look, I got a gladiator oh. milk. Wait a minute. 
So if you order a, what did she order? She ordered the coffee separately. Why didn't you just get a large? Any, oh, I get it, ladies. She didn't get a large because the bit is a small coffee, right? It's, it's the Rhonda coffee. Yeah. You don't want a large coffee. You want a small coffee. She orders it small. And you don't need all that coffee. It's just going to run right through and you're going to shit your brains out. What a perfect timing on this order, ladies. Am I going to get sick again after eating it like last time? I don't think that was Aiko's fault last time. Yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't her fault. Uh, it was just, it was one bad night of food. This is better. This is McDonald's. You're going to be fine. And yeah, JT brings up a good chat or a good point in the chat how come your milk didn't come in a bag i don't understand i thought it was i thought all milk came in milk bags i know what the fuck is wrong with las vegas it's a regional problem is what it is that's why our country should be one country not 50 states ladies we have cheeseburgers add mayo that is a two cheeseburger meal ayako gets me better than anybody no the cheeseburger add mayo is a good call i'm a little shocked though i'm actually pissed that you didn't get a J Balvin meal and you got a Big Mac, no pickles, and you didn't get fries con ketchup, and you didn't get an Oreo make flurry. DoorDash is racist, ladies. They don't even have it. Also, we gotta really? we gotta preserve this Happy Meal box. They put stickers all over it like assholes. We gotta make it perfect. We are building our collection of kids meal boxes <laughs> of ladies. I think I like the Jurassic Park one better than the Marvel one. Oh, the kids meals? Yeah, yeah. you know, Marvel's kind of going through a weird phase right now because all the Avengers showed up at like a Kamala Harris thing, except Chris Pratt, and everybody was like, fuck Chris Pratt. He's a Christian asshole, which is like really weird. Um, but I'm glad Chris Pratt is standing up for himself. I know who he's voting for, and I know that Robert Downey Jr. stands by Chris Pratt. Uh, so, and, and, I, and we saw oh, Robert Downey no, Jr. No, no, no. Don't forget Robert Downey Jr. all over these vote PSAs about how <laughs> our country's in hell right now, and he's saying it. Kristen Bell, Robert Downey Jr., who else? There's a few. Those are the two I remember that hate our country, Seth Rogen, and hate our president. So don't give Robert Downey Seth Jr. Rogen, that Canadian guy, he gets to say? Oh, he has a lot to say, too, the fat fuck. He's over here getting movie companies hacked, and he thinks he's the hero. Fuck your Canadian fat face, and fuck Robert Downey Jr. Don't give Iron Man one a bit of respect around here. But Chris Pratt, what a good man. Captain America. Love Chris Pratt. Love how he, love just the way, the way he stands up for himself. And they tried to cancel him. Are you serious? This guy's great. There's there's nothing not to like about him. Oh, he didn't show up for our guy's thing. Let's cancel him. That's ridiculous. I love Donald Trump 3000. Ladies, that scene made me sad. I saw uh, Avengers Endgame in Australia with Jessica. She's the only reason I knew who Thanos was. I grew up loving Spider-Man, but some gay character like Thanos never showed up on that show. Thanos is lame. Apocalypse is cool, not Thanos. So, ah, ladies, I'm that. seeing that with Jessica... And I see the I Love You 3000 with Iron Man and his daughter. And it was like me and Estelle, because we didn't say 1,000, but we would say 100, 200, 500. Like, I love you. I love you, too. I love you, 10. I love you. That was our bit. So I missed my daughter so much. Now, don't tell Jessica that or Kristen. They both think I went on a vacation to Australia and hated my kids. Now, I was crying in a bed there missing them, but that doesn't matter. No, and yeah, it's so odd that, I mean, obviously there's going to be a permanent link. It is your seed. Your seed went into making that, so I don't know why they would have oh, just Oh, tell their mom that. I haven't seen them. I missed two birthdays this year, so 
I am going to move. Uh, the ladies, what an amazing night. Ayako's my real love. She's going to be my fourth family. And I'm going to welcome Benji like he's my own. We just need that mechanic to die. I don't think she's the type to divorce someone. She's too nice. So we need this mechanic to die. Like maybe a car can fall on him while he's under it. Uh, so, so you're thinking um, that's the only way to get in with Ayako is the husband to just sort of die. Yes, death, like flatline. He's never coming back type of deal. Wow. All right. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty bold. Uh, I think if you just kept playing songs with on the ukulele for that would be a better approach. No, I'm not gonna kill him. I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna murder him. I just have to wait. Well, yeah, I'm with you. No, you don't sound with me. I don't oh, really hey, like Kevin, this. I'm, I'm with you. All right, I'll I'm make a song about how he needs to die. Jesus Christ. I, I'm winking, bro. I know that you're gonna do that. All my deepest feelings. When will he fucking die? The cars die when he fixes them. He's a shit mechanic. Why is he alive? Bleedies, this is not better, okay? This is meaner. Uh, we just heard Ayako's song, and it was played by Gilbert. Gilbert, you just played the magic word. Uh, Ayako Akiyama singing. And Ayako, your husband's amazing. I would never wish Ill illness on him. I'll just wait for it. I won't wish for it. All right, Bleedies, we talked about so much. I need to devour this food that is going to make me so sick for at least a day. I was, I was getting cold sweats yesterday. I don't think McDonald's would do that to me, though. So, Vleeties, you're live tomorrow. Real Vleeties is the Twitch. You're, we call it the halftime show of the football game, if you need to know when it starts. It's at 7 Pacific, uh, 10 Eastern, and then 9 in Texas. Then well, while, you were grabbing, while you were grabbing food, we, we had a huge announcement that there is a debate. Whoa. There's a debate that starts at 9 Eastern. So someone's got to be there to walk all you kids through it, and that person is me. All right, Bleedies, don't talk over it too much this time. Turn it up more this time. You and Geezy over-modulator laughing isn't better than Trump talking, okay? <laughs> but, oh. yeah, I will make sure to avoid oh, that. Oh, I hope that stung. I hope it stung because <laughs> I'm going to be watching it with you. I'm, I go had to leave and watch it without you guys because you were too loud. I stayed. I suffered. Oh, damn, this kind of hurts my feelings. But you're right. Hey. We will do it better this time. We're going to get it right. Sorry, ladies. It's the one gram cart talking. I, I, I'm sorry I'm being this mean today. Uh, I have, have more a, coffee. Have more of your small coffee. I have a one gram cart. It just makes me rude to people. All right, Bleedies, I thought I was promoting you, but I guess I was being rude. All right. I am going to be <laughs> live Friday, and I'm going to keep Trump super loud. I'm like, Bleedies. Uh, Bleedies, any final words? Uh, no, I thought that AEW was outstanding tonight. It was, it was like you said, a very nice change from being ridiculously like just, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're still watching this. And then suddenly having great in-ring content and a musical seemed to be all the fixes that we needed. Ladies, do mechanics still go under cars? Like with a jack or do they have a machine now? Is it safer than it used to be? Uh, yeah, it's, it's all, it, they've made it way safe. It's no longer just a jack that lifts up like one-fourth of the car he's probably like at a jiffy lube underneath that motherfucker well until the day he dies we are we are we are we're the whole fucking show you see i'm trapped in my mind oh i'm going to me oh i don't think i'll ever go you see the walls are so high that i couldn't climb so i don't know which way to go Stuck in rewind, though I'm looking forward. Damn, I wish I knew I would Am I sick in my illness? Don't be jealous of my small coffee, bleedies. Oh, Lord, 
This is mine. Ayako, it's not black. Why is there stuff in my coffee? Gross. Ayako, I drink black coffee. Oh, this is Rhonda's order anyway. It has to be shitty. She got the two cheeseburger at mayo for me. I love you, Ayako. Thank you so much. There's stuff in my coffee. It's okay. Tastes funny with stuff in it, ladies. How do you drink your coffee? Um, McDonald's coffee, I drink black because I don't trust, I don't like their coffee. But most of the time, I, I make it pretty. I mean, I have my own special creamers. Don't worry about me. I buy McDonald's K-Cups. I like their coffee so much. And I make them at home, and I drink them black. I, I've been drinking black coffee for a long time. It started as convenience, and then the other stuff just ruined the taste. Yeah, some people really enjoy that coffee flavor. Like, even like coffee ice cream, I'm not a huge fan. Oh, I hate that. Some mean person on Twitter tweeted on Ayako that she's a G-word. And I read that. And I'm like, is that what I keep saying? Is that what I look like when I say it? This was a changing moment for me. And it might be because they used 3 0 We're going to raid Tyler Spite of Ladies. I love him. Let's bring him up first. Well, I'd really much rather do a dad be a man. I know it's crazy, hey, I'm not that bad at all, oh babe. Your song request is going to have to come once we get into an actual online game. So let me know when it's there, because that's when an actual vibes playlist is right now. Oh, Tyler's so good at this. He was teaching me this. He was telling me when to release. He's like, release out the eyebrows. Eyebrows. Oh, he is He's, there's I don't think I'll ever get out. Yeah, there was some event where these were set up in the park one one week. Maybe wow, the park looks way different. He's going indoors and shit. All yeah, right. what is happening here? There's a You're line of people alive. waiting to do that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's, it's Corona season, please. We're all on COVID quarantine. We just do this in the game. You hit my high score. Holy shit! <laughs> there's a high score. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, we have set up the raid for Tyla. I will uh, wait till the countdown goes down a little today, further. Easy. We have to hear Baron. Let's hear Baron, Bleedies, real quick. Here we go. Within the span People of aren't AEW built in tough the anymore. Dream. They aren't built to grind. They're built weak, soft. They're used to second place trophies. Thank you for spending your you Wednesday story, with I, us. Thank you, I fought Ayako. in a tournament, and I took fourth place. You don't place. know what this means to me. On the way home from that tournament, I had a trophy in my hand, and my dad said, hey, let I'm me see that trophy. I'm a and he threw it out the window. Yeah, I'm a blamed. We're on the highway yeah. home. It's time. I don't accept fourth place, third place, second place. I was built to be tough. I was built to last. And I was built to get things done by any means necessary. He's also grew up watching John Cena, as you can tell from how thickly muscled he is. Bye. See ya, Bill. <laughs> Bye, Bill. Bye. See ya, Bill. Bye, Bill. See you around, Bill. <laughs> the raid has been clicked, ladies. This is the best part. This is when we get liked by people. His reaction. I'm going to play a sound or two. I'm coming for the weed. Give me the weed. Whoa, that's a scary laugh. Is that the new Fiend laugh? Bleedies, check out this sounder. Thank you so much for the raid! Yeah, Tyler! Yes! I'm going to play my favorite oh my sounder, Bleedies. 
Kevin, I'm I thought we were being raided by the cops, bro. You scared me. And remember my fireflies. Not this sounder. Always the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's you. Kevin, we're in the I played the wrong one, but I like it. <laughs> I meant to play the no. Alright, Bleedies, I'm jumping off Twitch officially. Say goodbye to these beautiful people who spent their Wednesday night with us and we didn't even ask them to. No, thank you guys so much. This was outstanding. And yeah, I will be live tomorrow. And Kevin, you're back Friday.